two, three, four. In this podcast, you will only hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, includes but is not led to who talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the jump that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Crystal Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up, so here's the Knights of Vader. Most impressive. A big thank you to Anisperiority Complex for providing our theme song. It is June 19th, 2019. My name is Zach Weber, and with me is Zenger. Yes, on um, the King Zing um, sandwich. Uh, the sandwich, it's just the burger version instead. See, I can say that now, Zach. People know what it's referencing <laughs> now. Yes, people finally understand that reference. But, as you heard from his laugh, and no, it is not Palpatine. We are joined by Russell Ryan of the Unbelievers podcast. Hello there, Zenger and Zach. What's going on? Z and Z, folks. It's the Z and Z Star Wars podcast. God, I never even thought of that. Yeah, I noticed that you guys' <laughs> names are right, right next to each other on the Skype contact. Z and Z. You know what's funny? When I was in college, I had a, a roommate named Cody, and it took me like five years Andrew? after the fact— where no, no, it gets it's better reference than that. And cool. we lived in college in a, for two years. We lived together in a suite. I remember, like years after we graduated, I texted him. I'm like, "Why did we not get a sweet life of Zach and Cody poster for our entire <laughs> two years of living?" Dang together? it, Jesus! We missed the opportunity for actually we lived together for three years, but we didn't live in a suite the last like year. And I'm like, how on earth did we not like splurge and buy like, a thirty dollar poster? <laughs> Some of my like worst missed opportunities in life, not getting a sweet life with Zach and Cody posted. That actually is true. Um, was that the first one of them? Wasn't there another Zach and Cody where the, the they were on a cruise ship or something too? <laughs> That's a Disney. It's funny you mentioned that because y'all can uh, go take a boat trip and y'all you can have a second chance. I don't know what that show's called. It, it's a it's a Disney Channel mulligan. That's essentially how I see it. I think it's weird that you mentioned that because I, I, as the man child that I am, I watched the uh, That's So Raven spiritual successor show. And oddly enough, for the, it just started up again. And its third season takes place like on a cruise ship. And it makes me wonder, is that just the thing they go to when they run out of ideas? It's like, uh, uh, put them on a boat. What do we do with this cruise ship set? It's been sitting here since Zach and Cody got, got hooked on whatever. Little do, so, little do we so know that's says- the episode 10. So instead of jumping the shark now, it's get on a cruise ship. That's how you know a series has gone downhill. More or less. And then, and then they can get trapped on an island or something. It was called The Sweet Life on Deck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> From 2008 to 2011. Oh, my God. Yeah, didn't he? Sweet Life of Zach and Cody went on, like, started, like, what? Like, mid-2000s. So that was, God, that show almost ran for a decade. Or those characters almost were around for a decade. They're going to be in the Television Hall of Fame. I mean... <laughs> It's like mash for this generation. <laughs> That's on the poster somewhere. The mash of this generation. <laughs> Mind you, uh, I didn't sidetrack us this time. That was no, no. <laughs> it's all right, Sanger. No one's blaming you. Yeah, there's enough time. There's, there's enough. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that for me. Uh, no, folks, as you can tell from the title of this episode, is not "Sweet Life of Zach and Cody" on Boat Talk. It is the special editions versus the originals. 
Actually, this topic was our second episode of the podcast back when it was the Star Wars junk era. And this thing I want as a disclaimer, I've noticed lately that a lot of those like original like dozen episodes of the podcast back during the Star Wars junk era are getting a lot of views all of a sudden. And I have to kind of beg and play with you. Please don't listen to those episodes. They're not very good. Just wait till um, Zinger gets there. Then listen. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's about like I think episode 12 or so. I so, arrived. <laughs> Yeah, or no, you're you were basically kidnapped. You didn't arrive. You you're kind of like the, the pizza delivery guy. You show up to deliver a pizza, and we held you hostage for the yes. next two years. <laughs> the pizza's gone bad, yet my commentary remains. Your your commentary is as crisp and fresh as ever. He's too dangerous to be left on Zang. This. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a great conversation. Uh, yeah. So this was a second at this topic. We kind of already discussed it, but this was when we really didn't know what we were doing as a podcast. We were just kind of think of uh, we were thinking of controversial, edgy, hot button topics. But after about two years since then, and considering how so much has changed in the Star Wars universe, we figured let's delve into it. But at the same time, it wouldn't be right unless I made a topic about me. So, but. <laughs> It sounds about right. <laughs> yes, and wait until so many times I say the phrase disenfranchise this episode. Okay, count. Every time I say the word disenfranchise, an angel gets its wings. Or it loses them. I haven't figured that out yet. Are you but, a space angel? There's another reference, folks. So many prequel references, and we're only like five minutes into this recording. God, this Are you an angel? angel? <laughs> I heard some Spice Miners talk. I don't know. Go on. <laughs> I think I talked about two weeks ago, I, this past weekend, or by the time you're hearing this, a week and a half later, I got to go see the original trilogy on a big screen, and it was quite the experience. If you're part of the Knights of Vader Facebook group, which I highly advise you join, because as Russ Get can away attest— from it. Run away from it. I mean, join it? Yes. But as Russ can attest, if you actually comment in the Facebook group, there's a very real possibility that you will get to be on a Knights of Vader episode. <laughs> All you have to do is say, I know some stuff. Uh, hi, Zenger knows me. I'm on the show. Here we are. And I have a microphone. Yes. That's a big <laughs> one. That's a big one. I'm not on my phone. Uh, but see, folks, it's just that easy. It's a trifecta. That's all you need. You need to know yeah. Zenger, know a little bit about Star Wars, and just have say, a body temperature somewhere in the 90s. And I am not a filthy casual. There, going another, on. We'll find out <laughs> Another hallmark of this podcast folks The term filthy casual um, But yeah so like I was saying In the Facebook group I wrote about some highlights I had when I got to see the original trilogy I had never seen it before on the big screen So it was quite the experience To get the most important question out of the way first Unfortunately it was the 2011 Blu-ray cut And I know this because it had the Obi-Wan moment on Tatooine when he frightens the the Tusken Raiders away, where he makes the fantastic noise of, it's just, it's it's shrill. Do you you mean this? I was going to insert that in post-production, but thank you. No, man, he's got a soundboard with him. We were talking about that before, um, before we got on with you. Wow! Yeah, okay. uh, to that's, it. I'm glad you mentioned that right off the bat, and um, it's weird to hear that one. You want to hear the original, 1977? Oh, please do, Russ. Okay, here we go. See, that sounds so much better. Spooky. But it's not yeah. as unnerving though, Zenger, and uncomfortable. So, and then you go 97, which uh, that was the second time I'd seen A New Hope in theaters uh, with the first special edition, and you got this. 
do back. <laughs> but okay, and uh, I guess we should start off by saying that like we're not again the special editions versus the original like argument. Uh, we're not going to try to break any new ground here. I think everybody knows pretty much where our opinion. Han shot first. Only, <laughs> oh, only that's see, that's what it is, Hans. Because now they've changed it so many times, they shoot the exact same time. Yeah, it used, and the first one is just so jumpy in the 97 special edition because Hans' head has to like digitally move over, and it seems like in it's in slow motion, it's really just clunky. But if they're gonna have to make Greedo shoot the at least the 2011 version, but it's all it's all totally unnecessary. It it takes away from his badass Ari or all right off the bat. I don't like it. I, I don't like it either. I'm I'm against it. He shoots first. <laughs> Ruining character development. Well, it does because it, it is in a weird form like retroactive character assassination because it's basically the second time we've ever seen Han Solo the character, and you're fundamentally altering the character. And that's that's the strange part of that with Lucas is that like when Lucas made these decisions, which is gonna be that question's gonna be asked many times during this discussion, is that did he think about any of this at all, or has he ever given an explanation as to why he made that change or any of these changes? And it takes away from Greedo as well because I love Greedo, and it makes it look like Greedo literally can't hit the side of a barn. Like because a bounty hunter, he's worked for Jabba, and Jabba seemed to care about him. And she just completely shoots the wall. It, that takes it just as away from how great. If that was Boba Fett in that same scene, and be like, well, Han just blew him away. Didn't know it was coming. But oh man, he can't even shoot. Well, I guess he is a clone after all, you know? Uh, to, be, to be fair, I can't blame Greedo. If somebody, if I'm trying to shoot somebody at point blank range and their neck like bends like 90 <laughs> degrees to the left, and I miss. That's not really my fault now, is it? I'm surprised in Solo he didn't have something where he's like, let me show you my old neck trick, too. And he's like, you know, I, I'll get us out of these bars, and he can do some head whip real quick. Or the train, you know, he's like, my head can never be taken off, you know. <laughs> That's the uh, the stuff that was cut out in the Lord Miller cut of Solo, Star Wars Story. They, they pitched that to Kathleen Kennedy, and she's like, out, both of you. That's where those Ace Ventura comparisons came from, because he kept whipping his head around, being like, oh, righty, you know. <laughs> Oh, this is great. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but going back to Obi-Wan, that was one, because prior to sitting down for this marathon, I I know that I, it's online, it's on YouTube, I'll link to it in the show notes. I highly advise everybody go watch these videos, but someone made a fantastic like comparison doing like a side-by-side -side to what the originals were compared to the, like, the 97 versions, the 2004 versions, and the 2011 versions. And it's, again, watch it, you have to. It's essential viewing if you're a Star Wars fan, the slightest. And I, so I went into A New Hope knowing, like, because I was really curious what versions they were going to be showing. And I read on the website that they have, like, like it was something to hype up their facilities. I guess you should say, this is the, I watched it in the Bard Vaughn 1869 Opera House. And it said, like, oh, all new digital projection system. And as soon as I saw that, like, a little, bit, a little part of me died. I'm yeah, it means like, we oh. have a DVD player we can use. Like, I have a little theater in here that does that, too. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, the picture did look clean and crisp. I have to say that much. There's a little bit more of the backstory. Well, I hopefully I can get more of the backstory. But when I saw a digital projection, I'm like, oh, God. Because I was kind of holding out hope that maybe they had, like a, like, a print of maybe even, like, the 97 special editions. Yeah, that would be the only print really in existence besides, the, you know, the, the, the originals, which, you, you know, you can't really find anyway. Well, I've heard stories. 
Well, I've heard. Okay, yeah, I know, but I've heard stories. No, no, there are original prints still floating around of the seventy-seven, eighty, eighty-three versions. Except I've heard rumors that it's actually illegal to screen those. That that makes no sense. Because how it would work is like, and this is where because uh, when the, each of the I sat through this marathon, each film was introduced by the facilities manager. And he was he said for a new hope, he didn't say it again for two and three, or I guess Empire and Jedi. He said for years we've been trying to get or since they've been showing movies, because it's primarily like a it's a place for like plays and comedians to go. And every once in a while they'll do a a movie. I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago they did like close encounters of the third kind. And he yeah. said for years they've been wanting to do Star Wars. And for years Disney has been refusing to grant them access to the films. And it wasn't until just recently that Disney kind of lifted the embargo. And I, I, because after um, Empire ended, I went up to him, this facilities manager, and I asked, I said, I, first I said, like, I'd love to interview you. I, I gave him my, my Knights of Vader business card. And I'm like, please, like, contact me. I want, like, I want to hear about what it was like working with Disney, getting all these. And, but going back to the original point of, I've heard stories, like, if you, like, if somebody does have a print of the original cut, you can't publicly show it because you'd have to get Disney's permission, and Disney won't grant permission for the original cuts to be shown. So, so what you're saying, Zach, is if I go get a projector, go get a big white sheet, King, California king-size white sheet, put it on the side <laughs> of my house, and then just, pl- just play it on the side of my house. That's Disney different. will come and smack the living crap out of me. I think if you advertise and you're selling it, or even yeah. I guess if, if you're just if it's known in general, uh, they must have lifted some kind of embargo. We have a local park that played Solo just like a month ago, just open air park movie nights. You know, they usually do that with movies, but I was just surprised to see a Star Wars movie being played, you know, for free in a park. It was it was cool, but we didn't go. But that's that's the thing though. Is like, there's a fine so, line between well, I, hold on a second. Here. Because okay. Russ brings up a good point there, is that there, I think there is a fine line between charging admission. I think it, I know. I remember when I was in high school because I went to a high school that had four thousand kids, and during like the holiday times, they like we had like a closed circuit television system. So like in the AV room, they put a movie on, and like and this was again like the day before like Christmas vacation, and they did. I think it was they played. This is I think this is the movie. Maybe Rob will know. I think it was Nacho Libre with Jack Black. <laughs> And I'm not and I'm not joking about this. That they got somehow the studio found out about this and actually what? sent my school a cease and desist letter because it was the, it was whoever it is, you're only allowed if you're gonna show a movie for free, you're only allowed like a certain amount of people. And because my school had like an enrollment of like four thousand people, it was like well it was something like public screening at that point. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's what I don't know. I never got the specifics because it was kind of those things you heard through the grapevine. Because I think it was for the like the latter years of my high school career, they never showed movies again, and that was the reason <laughs> why was that somehow the movie studio found out that it was being basically being screened to upwards of four thousand potential viewers, and no like like fee was being cut to the studio, and so they got a cease and desist letter, and that's why I think it is. I think it depends on like like it's kind of like a local library. Like my local library will sit there like show movies, like something like Casablanca or Gone with the Wind, but like sure. they're only showing it to like a group of maybe seniors, like twenty yeah. people. Yeah, twenty right. people, which I think is kind of like okay, and plus they're not charging any money. It, it's 
it's it, it, plus it would look bad to send a cease and desist letter to a library. To a library, yeah, yeah. You don't go after them, and it, and a cease and desist letter for Nacho Libre of, of all things in a school. It's not like you guys are pumping that out once a month. Where it's all right, it's <laughs> Nacho Libre on the fit every second Tuesday. We can only really hope. Like that I was in Tuesday. high school. We're we're put some Napoleon Sky. So many times. Oh really? Yeah, I, I could see that being. Sure. It was October was, yeah. Sky, Rudy, and there was another one that we watched so many times. Though, our um, we also watched um the Harry Potter movies because those were like big at the time. Yeah, I could see that. I think it was either Nacho Libre or actually Cars. It could have been Disney. Actually, it could have been it was, no, because it was a 2006 movie. It was either Nacho Libre or Cars. I have to ask Rob about that because Rob would know. I feel um, not sure Libre's funnier. It is funnier. It was oh, one or yeah. the other. It was one. It was. It was a movie that came out in the summer of two thousand six. You can like probably narrow it down to maybe like six titles. Um, <laughs> maybe it was a Da Vinci Code. Maybe they, maybe they got the season the deceased eh, a cease and desist letter for the Da Vinci Code. From um, Hanks himself in his. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, getting back to uh, Star Wars. But no, I've heard stories that like if you like, there are certain places I know, like in Los Angeles, to have the original prints, and it'll be like, an, like you'll have to, it'll be like a hush, like on the down low type screening. But they do exist still. Uh, I don't know what would yeah, happen. Yeah, you got to be from- like Topher Grace's best friend, and he 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 winks at you at the club, and that means you can go I watch his special watch his special cut of it of the whole prequels too. I wouldn't be surprised, man. I, I believe that in a second. But that's the weird thing is like I wonder like what Disney would do because I guess like if you're charging admission like I was I was just, I was charged twenty four dollars for all three films I guess they have to sign off on it so like even if you did ask being like oh can we show the two thousand six DVD like bonus feature version I would imagine they would say no that's so well, weird Zach I've got some good news for you real quick um, the Da Vinci Code Cars and Nacho Libre all did come out that summer. Wow. You know, but, 2006. But I'm amazed they did not show you guys X-Men The Last Stand, which was recently remade as Dark Phoenix. No, Dark Phoenix, yeah. Did you see that yet, Singer? God, no. I'm not paying them money. Oh, God. No, it looks <laughs> I can awful. just go watch the DVD now and just imagine them all being younger and be like, this is still crap. It's a good year for movies in the summer. I'm still looking. <laughs> so the box office hits of 2006? Oh, dang it! Uh, yeah, there was, it was after 2005. There was no more Star Wars lurking around, so studios could just go off with whatever <laughs> the hell they wanted to make at that point. They didn't have to fight anyone. Pirates of the Caribbean 2, yep. click. Oof. Oof. Devil Wars. Superman Returns. No. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot that existed. Yeah, that it's okay. The studio easily forgot forgettable. Existed too. Yeah. Wow, Kevin All right. Spacey. This is a great yeah, Star they... Wars podcast. <laughs> Kevin Spacey will never be in a Star Wars. I'll bank, bank on it. I promise you. Never well, happened. definitely not now. Yeah. To say because that. you said his name. Can I please insert the clip he did from like Thanksgiving time of him like wearing the apron, being like doing the uh, Rooster Cogburn. Um, oh my God, Frank Underwood accent, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, you, you are also complicit in this as well. There yes. are no, tr- <laughs> there are no crimes in art. <laughs> I'm gonna insert that here just because I can. Perfect. That's on your soundboard, is it, Russ? I know what you want. Oh, sure, they may have tried to separate us, but what we have is too strong, it's too powerful. I mean, after all, we shared everything, you and I. I told you my deepest, darkest secrets. I showed you exactly what people are capable of. 
I shocked you with my honesty, but mostly I challenged you and made you think. And you trusted me, even though you knew you shouldn't. So we're not done, no matter what anyone says. And besides, I know what you want. You want me back. Of course, some believed everything and had just been waiting with bated breath to hear me confess it all. They're just dying to have me declare that everything said is true and that I got what I deserved. Wouldn't that be easy if it was all so simple? Only you and I both know it's never that simple, not in politics and not in life. But you wouldn't believe the worst without evidence, would you? You wouldn't rush to judgments without facts, would you? Did you? No, not you. You're smarter than that. Anyway, all this presumption made for such an unsatisfying ending. And to think it could have been such a memorable send-off. I mean, if you and I have learned nothing else these past years, it's that in life and art, nothing should be off the table. We weren't afraid, not of what we said, not of what we did, and we're still not afraid. Because I can promise you this. If I didn't pay the price for the things we both know I did do, I'm certainly not going to pay the price for the things I didn't do. Oh, of course, they're going to say I'm being disrespectful, not playing by the rules like I ever played by anyone's rules before. I never did, and you loved it. Anyhow, despite all the poppycock, the animosity, the headlines, the impeachment without a trial, despite everything, despite even my own death, I feel surprisingly good. And my confidence grows each day that soon enough you will know the full truth. Wait a minute. Now that I think of it, you never actually saw me die, did you? Conclusions can be so deceiving. Miss me? Uh, okay, back to Star Wars. So I guess we should say, out of all these three special editions, is there any one, besides Han shot first, what is the most egregious atrocity that Lucas commits against these three films? Do you want me to go first? Because mine's going to involve a lot of yelling. Can you, can you just pick, can you pick one from each movie also? Because I think there's at least one egregious thing in each one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do that. Wait. Fair. Empire's perfect. Uh, no, I got one thing for it. There's two I things got one wrong thing, but you go. What about a new hope zanger? Okay, aside from the shooting first thing, I'm just going to say this, and as time goes on, I agree with my friend Rob, not Zach's friend Rob, but my friend Rob, because he always used to complain about the special editions that you see Jabba in yeah. the hope. He's like, it ruins the character reveal later. And I'm like, Rob, you're just crazy. And as time goes on, I'm like, he's right. It ruins that character because you see him and then you see him later and it ruins this whole buildup of who's Jabba. Who's this guy after Han? It's like, no, they beat up and they're all like, oh, you just killed one of my guys, buddy, buddy, whatever. Woo. And he looks really, really stupid, especially in 97. <laughs> you know, I'm, and- I'm not I'm not even touching that because I feel like that just goes without saying. That yeah. was one of those 
and this is kind of the point of all of them that when when you originally tweaked these in 97 the special editions it was a big deal and when you go see it in the theater when you go see it in the theater it's great you're like star wars is back in the theater look at this new stuff it's it's 97 you've never seen things like this but in the back of my mind i was always thinking but this this is just a special edition. Star Wars is still there. I didn't know I'd be sitting here in 2019 going, why can't I just the original? We didn't know at the time. We didn't. He warned us. I also, Zach, I'd like to put Dad, a little, little tag yes. on this. We should also say one thing positive we like about each of them, too. No, no. God no, dang it. No, definitely. I'll say positive. There, there's some I'll good say a positive there's some good No, there's not. No, this is cold. This is a cultural atrocity. You do not alter the past. <laughs> you can let the past die, but you do not alter the past. Kill. But but if we kill it, we can have it be reborn. No, no, no. Wait, I no, no one's ever really gone. I'm thinking about it that he keeps saying let the past die, but he's sitting there worshiping his grandfather's head. No, he's not. That's that's thing the rise of Skywalker's going rise of Skywalker's gonna cause us to completely reevaluate him as a character. Like I've said, man, that like guy reevaluate the fact that I really enjoyed the CG um, Rebel Fleet flying towards the Death Star. There, I snuck it in. Yeah, right, yeah, man. they do a good job with ships and cleaning up speeders and the Falcon flying out. That's some good stuff. Yeah, yeah it's good stuff. But but it doesn't enhance anything though. Like it's like nobody watched. No one walked out of the theaters in 1977. So you know what? That was a great film. But you know what I needed? A shot of X-Wings flying from like a, like a green planet past they the Rebel for the Death know. Star. They didn't know they had that option. And guess what? It didn't hurt anybody. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the, Cleaning up special effects isn't wrong. That I don't have a problem with. It's fundamentally altering sequences in the movie. Like, if you look at some of the stuff he did in these movies, he actually, like, rearranged edits. Like, he actually, like, cut scenes out. It's like, why? Like he's yeah. like it's it's kind of like uh, going to Empire Strikes Back in like Cloud City. Like I don't have a problem with him like changing like just like the opaque walls and making them transparent so you can see Cloud City. It's like whatever that doesn't harm the narrative Zach, of the you're film. Skipping ahead. I know I'm skipping ahead, That's but good. like window dressing is not bad. Fundamentally altering scenes is bad because a lot of yeah. it doesn't make sense. Like even I, like with. Okay. Don't think any of us are going to point out like the fundamentally altered scenes as something we'd like. I think it is cosmetic updates that are going to be all of our little. I like that. You think it's for people? You think it's for people who are just going to be coming on? Like, I mean, it's one thing to complain as a, a fan, a longtime fan, but if you're going to show kids this, I mean, the cleaned up ships do look a little better. I, I think if you showed the original trilogy to like a four or five year old, especially A New Hope, they might be, you know, not, it might not grab them as much. That's the only thing I can think of in long term for these. But that's such a slippery slope, though, because like, where do you draw the line? Because if you, because eventually you do the special editions, and it leads to Galaxy of Adventures, where you, you you're retelling a perfect story in anime. It, it, yes, in but that's, two minutes, <laughs> two minutes, condensing the entire Star Wars saga into 120 seconds with YouTube ads. Perfect. But like, we always so wanted to know how Princess Leia's hair got braided. Now we know. <laughs> Mystery solved. But like going back to the scene with the Tuscan Raiders going through Luke's speeder, you look at like the shots that Lucas did for the 2011 Blu-ray cut. He added like like rocks in front of R2D2. Yeah, yeah like, that one doesn't how, make sense. It doesn't make sense because how did R2D2 get in there so quickly? Like, how did he even get <laughs> out? Did Luke uh, did Obi-Wan get his lightsaber out and carve some rock afterwards? He just dove it through through <laughs> threw him in there. <laughs> 
Like that's what I mean, though. It's like and like like and also too, who watches Star Wars and it's like, you know what? I love this, but how did R two D two not get seen by the Tuscan Raiders? It's paying attention. You know, thinking about that scene in particular, Lucas could have. I think he is for Lucas. He did show a little bit of restraint. Think about what he could have done to three PO in that scene when he fell over. He could have had him like, oh, like you know, <laughs> do a big prat fall and, and spin around, and his head flies off and lands, you know, near R two. It could have been way, way worse. Now so, I kind of so want to see that actually. <laughs> so wait, is that your pick, Zach, for for a new hope? No, I'm still thinking about. I, could, I, I think you're right. The Jabba one is probably the worst, in the sense of like, cause it it actually changes the story of Star Wars more so. Like, I I really hate like them going to Mos Eisley. It's like all the crap Lucas just like throws at the screen. Like whether it be the Jawa on the creature and he falls off like his little like riding basket, and then you have like the do bat. Like, there's so much crap in the you, Mos Eisley. You, you know what that scene reminds me of. Whenever you're, I mean, E3 is recently, and um, behind the scenes, we're about to record our E3 episode tomorrow for Zingness, so that's going to be a thing. I'm sure I'll say a word about um, about uh, Fallen Order, so get ready for that. Um, it seems like when they are showing how much tech they can put into a game, where it's like, look at all these NPCs <laughs> and stuff we put in here, and it's just piles of just random crap that it's like, Okay, cool. Every, you put a ton of everything is on fire now. Everything. Yeah, yeah. See, see, look at how realistic all these characters are on fire. Now they're in the water. Look well, at how since, fluid this is. Since we're talking about Tatooine, I'll say in the New Hope, yeah, driving through Tatooine, you know, I, of course, Greedo. That I love Greedo, and and them screwing that up, and Jabba. Those are my two. But if I got to pick one. It really takes you out of it when you see the silly droid drop the wrench and the Ronto is knocking the Jawa off all in the same time. And the Lance Peters just whipping around doing moves it never did that. Yeah, that almost it. it I like episode one, but it doesn't need to be in a new hope. And I don't know how we didn't. Well, I don't know how we didn't see what was coming from that. <laughs> the There's a seeker droid. The there's a bounty. There's like a Darth Maul seeker droid flying around when he's doing the Jedi mind trick on the stormtroopers, and it's just so like, wait, get that. It's distracting. I want to watch Alec Guinness. Not, I don't need to see your tech right now. Is it still just flying around, like looking for something for Maul? Is that what we're supposed to assume? It's, it's still going. It's the one he left there. It's still on Tatooine <laughs> looking for Guagon Jin. He's like, is that him? No, no, that's the wrong guy. He looks like him. He's a little different. It's going through the phone book. Okay, it started at Mos Espa, now it's back right. to Mos Eisley. <laughs> that, thing needs to, that thing needs a comic or a game or something. It even needs a name. <laughs> Poor Seeker. Oh, be, don't say that too loud. EA's like furiously scribbling this down, right? It's like it's one of the executives. Like, you're getting all this? Yes, it's gold. <laughs> gold, 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 gold. And then, so, then the phone rings, and it's canceled. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. But you might Call Ron see- Howard. He needs to save Seeker, a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> they call him the seeker we're gonna use some actual rock in this one like we did in solo trailer oh yeah that's so yeah nobody talks about how good that first solo trailer was it was uh, you heard that guitar and during yeah. the super bowl you're like oh hey now like, this i, I feel ex- like solo a lot yeah this is exciting then it's like no we're gonna do the we're gonna keep this as, as bland as humanly possible to marketing and, and market it like two weeks before it comes out and then the, like the week of not marketing at all, and they wonder why it doesn't make any money. Man, I sat in the theater, just me and my kids, like two days after it came out. I mean, this is a local theater in a little town. I usually go into the big city, uh, to the nice theater, 
but we were the only people in the theater and I felt bad, but it was nice to scream and stuff like that. When I saw that Rodian, uh, that gold Rodian, that was a member of, uh, of Emphis Nest Group, I uh, I got to actually scream and be stupid because it's just my kids there. It was nice. Yeah, it's always fun seeing a private screening of a movie. Yeah, and it's, those, it's sad for the movie, but it's good for us. Yeah, I will say I do. I don't like that they took the Wolfman out either. We're speaking about it. Yeah, it's then he didn't need to go. He had to, he was cool, and that guy stuck his arm in his face, and now it just looks like some it looks like some weird guy with tentacles coming out of his face. Well, that's the weird thing about this is like, as I was, I guess I should say, going back to my marathon experience, it was about half, I'd say, I, I, I'm really bad at like guessing a crowd size, but I'd say it was the auditorium was about halfway full. And I was curious, well, because it was like an eclectic group of people. It was a lot of families, a couple of like, like a few groups of like elderly, like senior citizen people, hardly anyone my age. Like I, like it was weird. Like I was like in this weird zone where I kind of felt like an old man amongst like all these kids. I'm in the middle of fandom right now too. Like, uh, I, I'm, you know, I was, I was, I was born the same year as Star so I didn't see it, but I did see the empire in the theater when I was a little, little kid. And of course, big anticipation for Jedi. And you are, you, you're like the prequel generation. And now like, like I have kids, their generations, these new movies, even though my middle son, his favorite character is Anakin. I don't, um, I don't get it. The incarnation but, of Anakin. Uh, I guess episode two, Clone Wars era. He likes him as a good guy. He's that, oh. that's all. That's all he uh, he 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 accepts. He doesn't. He's like, yeah, he turned into Vader, but that's a trick or something. I still like Anakin. Anakin's cool. I'm like, okay. Interesting. <laughs> Sanger's family's home. Sanger's family's a Quincy give us a live reaction to any Star Wars stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, do you like Star Wars? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sanger, you're out. You're out, Sanger. Because Quinn, do you like Star Wars? No. And it's like off mic. It gets silent all of a sudden. Quinn, what did we say about Star Wars? And they like, turn the mic back on. I like Star Wars. <laughs> we didn't hear that part of the conversation. There was anger. has to sit to give, give his daughter the talk. You better like Star Wars or else in this household. You're out. And porns too. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, but no, no. Because, okay, yeah. Sandcrawler, I like the Sandcrawler is, is an RC vehicle. But again, I, yeah. I guess that's me, though. But no, going back to like the audience, and I was kind of curious as I was watching A New Hope. Obviously, they, they play these in chronological order. And I'm like, are, how are people going to respond to this? Because in the intro that the, uh, the manager gave, he's like, oh, these are the Lucas cuts. And like, it's part of the crowd, a couple people in the crowd started to boo. Well, that's and the like, only cuts that exist. Disney hasn't taken a snip at anything, which, you know, is smart so far since they're just making their own stuff. But yeah, go on. But yeah, no, you're right. And the thing though is that I'm like, oh, how are people going to respond to these? Like, like the changes. Because I would imagine most people who are paying twenty four dollars to see these movies on the big screen probably have some level of affinity for them. I think it's safe to say. And sure. so, so I was waiting for like one of the more pronounced moments, like the Obi Wan dragon yell. And I'm kind of waiting for someone to go like, like I don't know, blow a raspberry or go boo, something like that. And I went. Get your money's worth. <laughs> Get every uh, nickel out of you, Russ. Uh, no, but nothing happened. Like even like for all three films, because I know Empire kind of has the least visible changes. Like it has like not as I mean, okay, 
Let me rephrase that. It doesn't have the most abhorrent changes. And even when we get to like Return of the Jedi and you have Jedi Rocks instead of the mm-hmm. like the the Sci, yeah, the Sny Stoodle song, I'm like, oh, someone has to definitely respond to this. And they did not respond at all. Even with like like for my for Return of the Jedi, I should say by the way that like the people sitting next to me changed with each viewing because I had the same seat all three times. And like during like Jedi Rocks when like Oh god, what's his name? Jao Yauza. And you see his like saliva on his teeth as he screams into the microphone or the camera. I'm yeah, like, when oh. Ice Noodles' his lips are coming right at you in the big yeah. screen. And I'm like, I'm gonna figure, okay, the guy next to me definitely has to like roll his eyes and like make a comment. And I'm like, nothing. I'm like, nobody had any problems with the special edition changes. And I'm like, folks, why aren't we throwing tomatoes at the screen? Like, this is heresy. There's not a single Star Wars fan on this earth that will tell you Jedi Rocks is better than like Lefty Neck or whatever the, the Snice Noodle song is called. Yeah, he put his popcorn on his lap as soon as it started. You're like, whoa, I, I'm at the wrong screening here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that I hate that too. I love the Lefty Neck, the original. And yeah, it's clunky. Snice Noodles kind of looks like crap in the old one. You can tell the strings are moving our arms up and down, but... I mean, he went he went totally nuclear with that scene. And the guy who sings that, what's his name again? The little the little Shout, like, little cockroach man. Now, yeah, I was about to say little cockroach. Now, I I was always like, why are they adding a new guy? But then I went back and I'd watched that because there's a great Return of the Jedi making of documentary, and it used to play all the time. It played on HBO all the time in the '80s, and it used to come with the VHS copies. But I watched that again recently, and he is in the original. He's just his oh, puppet is, is so bad, he's stuck yeah. against the wall. He's like a puppet that can move around. He even talks some in the documentary, but he's just against the wall, and there's like a pole holding him up from behind, and they just move him up and down like they're Chewbacca on the Falcon. Ah. Uh, back. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Anything that goes up and down now is Chewy, which that sound, if you clip that, that's going to sound weird, mm. but... <laughs> Get, getting that from my soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like you said. I, I was surprised by the crowd's reaction, and I guess to say that like between each screening, I went to like talk to people in the lobby, and I, or I guess I should rephrase that. Is that at numerous points at three different times during this, people came up to me. And I want to say like I was not being like an obnoxious Star Wars fan. Like I wasn't like one of those people that was like dressed up as like Darth Vader, just like like heavily like out of breath in the middle of the feeder just being like and someone's like sir are you okay in there like i was just i was wearing my rise of skywalker t-shirt and that was kind of it i didn't wear anything else and on three separate occasions people came up to me and they're like you look like a star wars like expert and you weren't like, uh, you weren't audibly sighing when a do back uh, comes into frame or or just like sinking down in your seat when that secret droid comes by. You're you're like uh you're not you're not the weirdo of the screening. So no, not that much. I was surprised. Only one, I only saw one person dressed up, and it was like a little girl dressed as like Princess Leia. And I really wanted to ask her, which parent forced you to do this? <laughs> What's Princess Leia's last name? Start giving like grilling her. What's your dad's <laughs> name? Who raised you? <laughs> What I mean, what show was he on? LA Law? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Space Jimmy Spitz. Remember that name. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's rich. Uh yeah. Like so I guess it's say like I talked to people and I was asking some of them, and again, it was it was an older group of fans. I said, like, oh, like wh- like why'd you come out to this? 
And they're like, oh, like I love Star Wars like in the 70s and 80s. And I'm like, oh, what do you think of like the Disney era? And they're like, I've What's never that? seen those. Yeah, exactly. They said that. They're like, I've never seen any of the Disney movies. And wow. I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, what do you think of the prequels? They're like, I saw episode one, didn't like it. I never saw the other ones. And I'm wow. like, yeah, you came out for this? And they're like, yeah, these movies are great. And I'm like, what do you think about the changes? And they're like, what changes? And I'm like, Jabba the Hutt and A New Hope. They're like, Oh yeah, I thought I didn't remember. I I thought that looked like odd, and I didn't I had never seen that before. And I'm like, so like, did you only see these movies like like in theaters in the 70s and 80s, and just never see them again until now? So we'll go like, got it. All right, let's move on. I get it. Your father? That, yep, that's it. I got my references. Let's go. That's what it seemed like. I kept asking people because I because <laughs> so strange because I did because there was a a father and his son. His name was Mike. The son's name was Garrett, and they were much more like on like. Oh god! Like on the ground floor with like Star Wars, like they knew about Mike Zero, they knew about like Ethan Van Skyver, and they knew a lot of the rumors of like the rise of Skywalker. Wait, wait, wait. Did they know about Knights of Vader? No, they did. I gave them okay. my card. They probably knew. Card. They knew Reddit existed, probably. And then he took the he took the card and used it to start flossing his teeth. I'm pretty sure that's what he used it for. <laughs> I was about to say, if he knew about Knights of Vader, then you're not at the ground floor of Star Wars. You're somewhere in the like lower level basement, like parking garages. <laughs> I, I think amongst the super obsessed, and I can put all three of us in that uh, that category, that we just kind of forget sometimes that yeah, it, it's just, it's stupid to say it again. But I mean, ninety nine percent of the world are filthy casuals to us. They don't they don't like they're not obsessing over this and and getting into every detail. So it is weird. I went to see when I went to see Endgame. I didn't think about it. Uh, but I'm sitting in a theater, and I live in a really weird rural Cajun town called Abbeville in Louisiana. I mean, God. it's 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 I'm in the middle of nowhere out here, but we do I have a little local gumbo theater. From oh, it's everywhere. Abbeville. It feels like, and if you want to see what Abbeville looks like, anyone go see uh, 19 uh, the Blob remake with uh, Kevin Dillon. That's the little town I live in. I live a few blocks away from that was filmed. Uh, anyway, but people in the theater, I heard when Endgame started, I heard a guy behind me, like a Cajun dude, go, and he saw the Disney logo and said, oh, man, Disney got, man, Disney got everything, I guess, huh? Like, he didn't, I was like, you don't know that Disney, you're at the last Avengers movie, you're just figuring this out now? They've made 20 of these things so far. Man, that guy's brain must be a shooting star. <laughs> that was the entire, that was everything. Oh, but yeah, go on, yeah, you're right. No, There's no, not. You, we're just not everywhere. That's the problem, I guess. <laughs> We're not ubiquitous. That's the problem. I guess that's not. But no, but that's a good point. That's interesting because, uh, yes, the the vast. I, I've said it numerous times in this podcast. Disney's not making these films for us. They're making them for the people who think about Star Wars twice a year. And every single time I like venture out of my little cave, or where you might live in the literal manifestation of Nowheresville, Russ. Oh yeah. I, I, I live in. I always think I live in live in a more like figurative sense, and when I do venture out of that little town in my mind, and I see people who basically be like, "Oh, I don't know anything about the context behind any of these movies," and I'm like, "How can you like something or have a passion for something, yet not want to know anything more about it beyond like the superficial level?" Yeah, and like a Hollywood T-shirt or something. You know, we're just like, yeah, not talking about Quinn, of course. Sorry, but that's no, but like it is that level of like people treat entertainment now, and I I do blame things like Netflix, and I think Disney in a weird way is also culpable in this, or I guess the major movie studios is that we treat entertainment now like fast food. Like look at Endgame. Endgame was the biggest thing on the planet, like April twenty sixth, and then like a month later, it was like. 
whatever. It's like the second highest grossing movie of all time. I know they're going to re-release it to get all the change out of the, the, the couch cushions, but it's like everybody makes fun of Avatar. Everyone's like, oh, Avatar's the highest grossing film of all time, yet left no cultural like footprint. That must mean because it sucks. And I don't think – I think we're kind of learning the wrong lessons as to why we don't remember Avatar. I don't think it's because Avatar sucks, which it does. But it's not, it's not for that reason that everybody's forgotten it. The reason why we've forgotten it is that we live in a culture where it's nothing short of a miracle now if you get your 15 minutes of fame. And when you do, it, it's that. It's just that. You get 15 minutes and you're out the window. And I'd be willing to say 10 years from now, people are going to be laughing at Endgame for being so stupid. Like nothing in that movie makes sense, <laughs> as, as Zenger knows, when you think about it. No, Don't think true. about it. I was thinking about Avatar recently, too, because even well, they just announced that 3 through 7 are coming out. And the reason I don't remember Avatar is because I never saw it. And that's like the <laughs> only that's the only mo- I'm not like that. I, I, you know, if there's something big and it's actually good, you know, I want to like, you know, if it's got a huge world that you can get into, like Star Wars, like I want to get in every corner and know about it, like Endgame, like, you know, these big franchises. But I, I just looked at it. And I was like, I don't want to get into this. I don't, I just don't want to. I don't know why I took a stance against that. Uh, maybe, I think they passed Star Wars when they were in theaters, like, really fast. And I was like, oh, this is the, uh, maybe I was more, way more, like, defensive of Star Wars. And what year did Avatar come out? 2009? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think yes, it passed Phantom Menace real Year's. fast. Or Star Wars. Yeah, go on. No, I was I'd say I remember I saw it on New Year's, and you know what I remembered about that movie? I hit a deer on my way home, and I went, "This is the greatest way to start out this year to to hit oh, a wow. deer and see a movie that like is supposed to be like the changing point of my life." Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> the best Avatar story depression. possible. There was like a depression syndrome where people wish they could live on the planet, and uh, that, that was it was actual like psychiatric condition that people went through, like Avatar withdrawal, when they realized they couldn't live in the three D uh, utopia of the blue. Not again, I, I don't want to go through it again. Don't bring it up. I'm I'm just gonna make. A, I don't think that I don't think it's gonna get past uh, a three movies. I think they're gonna do the second one, and they they haven't come out in the Twitter rage. I, I'm kind of kind of glad that these are coming out. Maybe take a little heat off of Star Wars for a little bit. Let people focus some of that 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 fucking Death Star tuned laser of online hate on something else for a little while. Like give us a break. Take it on to that, and let's see to the two and three of that. Let's see how they do, and maybe we'll, you know, give us a little slack to move on to whatever's coming after Skywalker. I don't think we're ever going to get Avatar two. I think Jimmy C is just going to be like, I'm working <laughs> on it. I just keep the idea of it going around, then. So, well, I keep saying every time that Jimmy C like delays like Avatar two from coming out, he like promises like two more sequels. Like everybody forgets he, he like in 2010 he's like, oh, Avatar two and three are coming out in like 2014, 15. Then like when it hit, like it hit like 2000 like. 15 he's like nope nope i'm gonna have it done by like 2018 and 19 but i'm making avatar four and five now and every Oops. single time he misses a deadline he creates two more sequels for it i'm 85 years old and i'm writing 12 and 13 as we speak and they, he's gonna hinge on what happens in two relax he's it's underwater be, yeah uh, you have to write these underwater it's the blue the problem is my pen me alone. underwater so i had to invent a pen that writes underwater <laughs> <laughs> This, three will be shot entirely on the Titanic. You have me, <laughs> jump, leave me alone. 
I'm the shooting first myself. had to figure out how to raise the Titanic, so we had to it's figure just that out. Action figures on on sticks in front of his little pod. <laughs> and these, uh, let's see you do it. Let's see you do it. Really, I'm on the Titanic. God bless Jimmy C. Maybe, oh God, so many Jimmy C. stories. Okay, favorite Jimmy C. story. He has a hat that he wears when he's filming a movie that says HMFIC on it for head mother effer in charge. He actually has it. There's pictures of it. He wears it. (laughs) That was like probably ironic for the first hour he wore it 20 years ago. And he's just been riding it. Remember, guys? Remember this? The hat is still got it, baby. He's just never taken it off since. Remember T2? Remember we all believed again? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we remember you too. Can we go on? He's <laughs> got some poor intern that has to hang out with him and just go, yeah, well, yeah, I remember that. Okay, yes, then ride the Terminator 5. It's easy. You saw it. Do it. Poor Tim. The machines Miller. rise. Cameron, no. Oh, boy. Okay, Star Wars. Will Cameron never direct a Star Wars? No. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. James Cameron's Star Wars film. It's all in the the Gungan City, and the blue people are in the same universe. What? <laughs> all right. So, do we want to move on to Empire or anything else about uh, A New Hope that that bothers anyone? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and critique every little thing, but yeah, the job and the street first thing are my biggest gripes. All right, before we go on, one thing. What about the planet, the rings when the planets blow up? Good addition or bad? Because that's the really the last change to any of this. Um, I mean, I don't see planets blow up that often, so. Yeah. They're not just like, <laughs> they don't just look like a sparkler it, went out with a few ashes flying around, so. It makes it more iconic, if that makes yeah. any sense. It makes it something to where, like, if you see it explode, like, you're like, oh, that's from a Star Wars movie. Yeah, and it must be midnight on uh, New Year's Eve, and I know a lot of people do that. Yep. <laughs> well, I think I okay. I don't like the ring because that's that. Well, the thing too is like it, it brings up the an interesting argument about like the cultural significance of the changes because if you look at like Star Wars in nineteen seventy eight, that year's Academy Awards won like a handful of Oscars, and one yeah, of them editing. Yeah, well, okay. There's one day there's gonna be an episode of this podcast devoted to Marsha Lucas and the untold legacy that she has on like shaping Star Wars. But that's that's a conversation for another day because Lucas has kind of done much like David Prowse. Lucas has kind of smothered her smothered her name and importance in the Star Wars saga. Yeah. But my question is that like Star Wars is nominated or in wins for best visual effects, like you said, Russ, like uh, editing, so on and so forth, and yet Lucas changes those. So. Technically, you're not seeing the same film that won best visual effects. No, He's, you gotta take you gotta take them back or give us the originals, right? Exactly. Like you are fundamentally altering something that's part of the culture. And I'm not saying that as a Star Wars fan. I'm saying that as as a a cinephile, a lover of film. Something won a prestigious award for a very specific layer of it, and he fundamentally altered it after the fact. So in and a weird le- way, they should disqualify or even like take away the awards and the recognition from it. I don't know. I know I think, nobody cares, but I think they won best costume design. Like Lucas should just put in her face and put that Jabba in like a pimp suit and like with a big hat and a feather and be like, yeah, best costume design Oscar look right there. Like he could address people ridiculous and just thrown them in at any time. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's a special. Jabba with a beanie on it, with like a propeller beanie. You know, you just put anything in there and be like, yeah, that was the best costumes of the year. 
All right, uh, Empire. No, wait, wait, wait. there's one more I think is an interesting change uh, in uh, A New Hope. Is that <laughs> it, during the, like, um, the, oh, God, the, what would you call it? The On the Death Star with Leia and Luke, and you have the, the chasm. And when Luke hands, her, hands Leia the blaster, the sound of the blaster changes between the original cut, the 97 cut. Or no, I forget which one it is. It's the blaster sound changes. Like, it, go, it starts, at one point, it makes like a shotgun sound. Hmm. Yeah, and they changed that background too. I think that's called like the tunnel of light or tunnel tunnel of something, and they've changed it to give it a lot more depth behind her too. Like you can see way way down that 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 tube they're on in the detention center. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. Oh, I thought you were talking about when Leia's shooting down the hallway at the no. Uh, the this storm is this is the um, crossing the chasm with her and Luke. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because when you say chasm, I'm thinking of the long tunnel. Never mind. Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, sorry about that. I guess I should have been more clear. Um, but no, like if you look at th- that sequence in the sound that the blaster makes when Luke hands it to her or when she fires it, it's like it has a very shotgunny sound to it, like, like a real world like shotgun yeah. sound. And it wasn't there for the original release. It's only present in the 97 cut because in 2004, he changed it back. Hmm. That's the weird thing. Like he did so many things with the '97 version that he would later change back. I know a couple weeks ago I talked about the Empire Strikes Back thing where Luke falls like "Let's go" in '97. Yeah, yeah. He goes "Ah!" Like, he yeah. then he changed it back, and it's like, why make a change that for like what seven years later that you go back on? What's the he point? He's like, eh, it was stupid. Take it out. Make him wonder. But, like, it makes you wonder, though, that, like, what was his thought process for this? Because, like, another sequence that's fascinating in You Hope is that you have uh, Big's Dark Lighter during the, um, like, the prelude to the attack on the Death Star. Yeah, yeah you, Big's. I remember when I watched, like, A New Hope for the first time when I was a kid, or not the first time, but, like, the first few times. And I know, like, it, like a couple times Luke's like, Big's, where are you? And it's like, and then, like, Luke gets sad when Big's gets blown up. I always like, Who's that? Who cares? Big. Who's Big? Shut up. He's a re- stupid mustache. But you were he, it's a callback from the beginning. He's like, "Oh, Big's is right. I'll never get out of here." But that's what I mean though. But like then in the special editions, Luke, I'm sorry, Lucas adds a lot of the big scenes of the rebel base back into the film. Yeah. He might as well have added in the stuff with Cammy and them calling him Wormy and a goofy hat too cuz that had yeah. more Bigs. If we want more Bigs, just put it all in. But that's but that's my question though. I want a shirt that says more bigs. And bigs had a cape. Bigs had a cape in the beginning. Bigs had a cape, and but then they figured out there's only one man that needs a cape in this. Well, two technically, yeah. but only one man. One man that has a half cape. <laughs> well, no, we would have had one good, one bad, and one neutral Lando because we didn't really know. So we've been like, all right, good capes, bad capes, neutral capes, and robes. Those don't count. Only plastic capes on old toys. <laughs> But I have to ask though, like, why does Lucas like? Why are some things he puts in here? Because some of these things like are put in here and not necessary. The other ones, like, I get it. The stuff in like Tashi Station slows the film down. I get that. But why did he telling me that going and getting power converters slows down the film? You mean him? Fredwell slows down the film. (laughs) (laughs) But why did he cut something like Luke, like on his like? Binoculars looking up and seeing the space battle Like that seems like something nowadays Or by nowadays I mean like 20 years ago Lucas would have very easily Put back into the film 
Like, why is that? Why is that never been incorporated to any of these these versions? I think his wife did was just like that floppy hat is really. You cannot have your hero wear that hat. That's not what we're doing here because he never wears that in the film. But all of those scenes, he's wearing that like Gilligan's Island, uh, like fisherman's hat. Is that what you think? You think it was the hat? It does look really stupid. And Lucas, maybe he does have, I mean, you know, we know he's a man of style just from how he dresses, you know, with the plaid already. He's not, uh, maybe just regrets that one a lot. But at the same time, like, I think most of the Luke, like, Tatooine toys come with that hat. No, 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 no. Now they, I think of you now, dude. No, back during the, like, Back no, during the 90s, he came with that hat most of the they time. Had a, oh, my God. But that was never even in it. So that is, that that's strange. I but, remember I had numerous toys with that hat. I can never figure out what it was for. <laughs> we got to put something in here with him. Everyone else has a cool gun. Luke does never has a gun, except in Jedi. Well, and Empire. And <laughs> it was Stormtrooper Blaster. We never got to. I guess that was cool about Empire. You got to finally have a gun that was like a Luke oh. gun. And it was cool. Really cool. Well, it's the same gun that Han has. It's got that little bigger barrel, though, right? Like, it looks like it has a Does clip it? in it. Well, well maybe it, it's, I think it it's looks a little gun. different. I, I think it's supposed to be, like, standard issue, like, Rebel yeah. Alliance. Does it have the scope on it? Maybe. Yeah, I guess it, it has, does. It has, it has the one on the Like, it's, like, off. To, like, the configuration's off to the side. It's, like, it's almost the exact. Outside, maybe a little bit of, like, color variation. It's pretty much the same blaster that Han has in that movie. Yeah, Han does look cool with it, so it makes sense. So, apparently, if you look up Luke's hat... You just get a ton of Gilmore Girls references. <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing the other day? I, I was typing something into Google and I got something really off topic. If you type in um you can't hobby, up floppy hat. Well, I, I wouldn't advise doing that for many reasons. <laughs> but <laughs> but what was I doing? Oh yeah, if you type in Poppy Harlow and Gloria Borger into Google Images, all you get are pictures of PewDiePie. What? Why? He's taking over so much. I'm not joking. Poppy Harlow and Gloria Borger are like CNN like news anchors. And if you type their names into Google Images, all you get is PewDiePie stuff. I'm not even joking. You do not get a single image of the two CNN hosts. And you're you're right about those '90s Luke action figures. I'm looking at like '96 Power of the Force, and yeah, he came with that big rifle he tried to to snipe the Tuscans with, and his floppy hat. Yeah. Wait yeah. a second. You have to type in Luke Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> I, typed, I typed in Luke's floppy hat, and I, I did get some stuff. So That is an ugly hat. I need to buy one so I can go fishing in it. It's, it's got all right. Dot. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. It's all right, Zinger. They have them at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge for forty nine ninety nine each. Only? Oh, man. Do they come with the goggles, or are those separate? Wait, what am I saying? Of course it's separate. But you can't wear it in the park, even though you're in Florida and it's 103 degrees <laughs> and a safari hat would actually be good, but they don't want people to think you're, you're, uh, you're farm boy Luke. So yeah. they'll take it from you immediately. That's weird. You can't, I guess it makes sense, but not, you, we're going to sell all these Jedi robes and all this stuff, but you better not put it on or dress up at all. I think it's probably confused people. Yeah, I, I think it's also a safety concern. Like you can't have like imagine if you had like in any other like industry or just like in theme parks, you had like customers or guests dressed up like the employees. I think that could Actually, be an issue. And with kids around, I, I'm Obi Wan Kenobi boy. Let's go in the men's room right quick. And <laughs> okay, Obi Wan, we're gonna take some selfies. Yes, this it's, is definitely not the Christian server. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, no, I was about to say, if you want to experience that in real life, go wear a red shirt in Target. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Not a joke. Don't do it. Also, don't wear a blue polo around Best Buy. Like oh, any color right. blue. It's a bad move. Just blend in. <laughs> what did I do once? I was in a big lots once and somebody's like, excuse me, can you tell me what aisle this is on? And I'm like, aisle seven. They're like, thanks. And I'm like, I have no idea if that was right or not, but good luck. <laughs> I get it a lot because I wear a chef coat for work, but I'm also a manager, so I'm shopping a lot. And people assume if you have a chef coat on that you work at Walmart or whatever <laughs> grocery store you're at. They go, yeah. Uh, like, I even ran into a friend who worked at the same place as me, and I was buying meat in a Walmart, and I had a chef outfit on. He goes, he comes, oh, hey, what's up? He worked there like three months before. He's like, what are you doing? You are working here now, too? I'm like, I'm sh- I've am got a basket and meat in it. What are you talking about? Like, oh, I thought you were putting this stuff up. I was like, God, <laughs> you work with me. You knew I shopped here. It, I don't get it. Going back to the comment about not being able to dress up like his characters in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. This is a headline I just found this morning. It is from an article titled, Walt Disney World Settles Lawsuit Involving Child Attack by Drunken Teenager at Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any explanation. It's perfect the way it is. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to assume the guy was on the It's a Small World ride. <laughs> oh, boy. No, he said he was Figment and he was going to explore my imagination because I think it was Epcot, right? Yes, it's Epcot. Is he Figment still around? Probably not. Captain EO was there, so it's already a, probably like a ghost of stuff. No, that was Disney. Never mind. Well, his ghost is probably everywhere. Lucas and Captain EO. Mm. It's all connected. Bring it back. We... They should play Captain Neo at uh, Galaxy's Edge. Bring that back. Oh, God. Over Disney's dead body, are they going to sit there and bring <laughs> Michael Jackson back into the theme parks? Introduced we... by Bill Cosby. It'd be yes. perfect. perfect. With an epilogue by Kevin Spacey. Perfect. <laughs> oh, no. Kevin Spacey's not supposed to be in a Star Wars. I already said that. Oh, wait. Was that no, on Captain Neo. Captain Neo. He's okay. He can be in <laughs> Captain Neo. So we're not done, no matter what anyone says. And besides, I know what you want. You want me back. No, but they All got right. Donald Glover. Okay, go on. All right, Empire Strikes Back. Unforgivable this, things in this film. This movie's perfect, minus one glaring issue. Yeah. Why? Why? He had four goddamn spoken lines. Why did you have to redub Boba Fett's oh. voice? God, whatever his that. name is, Zach, insert name here. Tora Morrison. Morrison's son. Yeah, yeah, that's that's bad. <laughs> the original Boba Fett sounds so. I mean, it's just like iconically cool. That's why we like him because he's just he's not he's not a Kiwi. I I, I know used to me dead old man. Tommy <laughs> boomerang hit your ass. You know, it's like that is a now we're offending is, the Australians in these. <laughs> no, I'm just New Zealand. The Kiwis. He, Get out of here. We don't need you. But it's a small mine is the island. They won't care. Mine is the Emperor because they've changed it so many times. What? Only because. That was going to be my positive one. Well, they could have done it different. I'm not going to defend that the monkey eyes on the lady and the weird guy's voice. It, it, but the way he speaks is good. They, they changed it so many times. At one point, he says. We have a new threat. And, you know, in the original, he says Luke Skywalker, and he goes, there's a rebel hero. He must be the son of Skywalker. And Vader's like, how is that possible? And he's like, 
in the original, we already knew he was like, we have a new threat, Luke Skywalker. And, you know, they just changed the way it, the exchange went over time. Now, I love that Ian McDermott is in it, that it, it is good. If they would just so kept the same audio, you, it would be fine. Your problem is the constant changing of the audio, not the visual yes. change. So I, I like, like the visual change. I do too, but make him look more like like Jedi. They by the last one they made him look like Revenge of the Sith, where he was super bloated it, and it looked weird. And they changed the audio more. The the audio of the original and Ian McDermott perfect, but he tried to put his touch on it too much. And we all love him, but that's just a minor thing. It doesn't take away too much. It's still cool to see him over Monkey Eyes Lady, which is one of the roughest things in. Sorry for that. <laughs> Empire, as always, almost the perfect movie. Yes, agreed, agreed. Just a lot of cleanup. And now it's actually disenfranchised, everyone. And you get to see the Wampa. I like the Wampa a lot. All right, Zach, ruin it. Ruin it for all of us. I love Monkey Eyes Palpatine. God I love. Dang it. I love how unnerving it is. I love how just weird and just out of like left field. And I agree with you too, Russ. I love the voice. I do not. I love Palpy. Yes. I love my Palpy so much. Yes. But I love just the this, this, this severe disconnect. And I think I've explained it before in saying it makes sense. You could keep it in this and say, why would the Emperor be revealing himself in this channel? There's there's so many Imperials on board monitoring communications. Why wouldn't Palpatine do something to make himself even look more disturbing to keep his like like, like people like give like whispers and rumors about the emperor and give him more even like kind of like fear foreboding amongst like the imperial ranks what is thy bidding my master there is a great disturbance in the force i have felt it we have a new enemy luke skywalker yes my master he could destroy us. He's just a boy. Obi-Wan can no longer help him. The Force is strong with him. The son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi. If he could be turned, he would become a powerful ally. Yes. Yes. He would be a great asset. Can it be done? He will join us or die, Master. And it, it makes looks perfect like a sense. Monkey. I don't he care. He looks, he's disguising himself. That's the whole point. He was at a space New Year's party and it says 32 BBY like, or AFY on his, uh, on his glasses. He's got those big like 2019 glasses on. But I love it too because just the way it comes across. And that was the first time anyone had known that Darth Vader had a boss. They referenced the Emperor in the first one. It's the only time you see him. And I was alive and do remember the time between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And that I didn't. It, that's the most jarring scene, especially when you're little. It's like you're like, oh, this guy, Darth Vader, scared of this guy. Whoa, he's got. What is he? Is what happened to his face? You know, and he looks like a normal chin, but what? Ah, what is those eyes? But, it is unnerving, and there's I, that's the, and that's one of the fun things about Star Wars that you don't really get anymore and then like nowadays it's even worse but even then is that you it was so unnerving because it was just so out of like it's funny you look at it because again i think like you said ross it's the idea that like all you do is see the mouth moving and the like nothing else moves yeah he's watching vr of vader or something yeah i think it's like again it's it's something unnatural about it 
and it plays to the strengths of what's going on. And that'd be another one that'd be fun to see. Like, like an, again, it's one of those things where you might not notice it, but your brain did. It's so su- it's subliminal in a weird way. Now it's our there's like in between versions too, where you know, because every release, you know, ninety seven. They kind of they put Ian McDermott, but it didn't look like and the prequels. And they did 2004, and they made him look. It, but that was pre Revenge of the Sith. That was for the DVDs. And then was it 2011? They were just like, now we can just put, just stay in the makeup. As soon as Revenge of the Sith was stopped filming, he's like, all right, let's do this scene. You got all the makeup on. Go for it. I really enjoy how your Lucas goes to Kermit. Yeah, now very easily. <laughs> It but goes yeah. to Kermit or it goes to um, oh, Ray Romano. Is that the guy? No. <laughs> uh, no. Greedo didn't shoot. No, he missed. No. <laughs> oh, man. So um, <laughs> I-, I guess we both got ours out, Zach. What? I already said that. I said the Emperor. The, the thing that you hated the most? Well, the thing uh, uh, I hate he the hated most. the change, yeah. Yeah. I also, and I agree with you, Zanger. The other thing I hate the most too. There's two things I hate them. Like I can say I think Empire has the least amount of changes, but it probably has the most egregious. Yeah. In that, I also hate the fact that they changed Boba Fett's voice. I love, yeah. love the original voice. It's like, what if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. And it's like, oh, oh. I start like like rubbing my chest during those moments. I'm like, <laughs> this is so perfect. No disintegration. As you wish. No disintegration. As you wish. You may take Captain Solo to Jabba the Hutt after I have Skywalker. He's no good to me dead. He's no good to me dead. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. Captain Solo in the cargo hold. Glad you brought that up, Sanger, because yeah, that is that is bad. I, well, that's even it, worse than energy because it's so fun. You're right; it's fundamental to what everyone thought of when you finally just hear him. Like, whoa, he's this whispery man. This guy's great. Well, no, the funny thing is this 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 calls back to when I watched this for Zing this. When we did the year-long Star Wars thing back in the, God, I can say back in the old days of Zingness, uh, back in the pre-100 episodes, um, when we did this, I actually noticed something was off, and I couldn't put my finger on it when I watched Empire, and then I just noticed that was a change, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I went back and watched that scene again, and I'm like, it is that guy's voice. Like, it's something so subtle that if you're not paying 100% attention... You yeah. might not notice it, and that's the thing that irritated me the most is that I didn't notice it. But it's easy to take, you know, because you can but always you take do, the fan side just, of it and say, "Well, he fixed continuity because he's Jango Fett's I don't son." Care. I know, no, I don't either. But that's one of those things where, like, well, you should have just made Jango Fett sound cooler. Then why did he have to no, be that guy? Because you were no. filming there. There's a way to have our cake and eat it too with this. What you can do, you can keep Boba Fett being Jango Fett's son, but what you can say is that because J- Boba Fett does not want everybody knowing that that's who he is, you could say he's using a voice modulator. That's all you Why gotta do. Just do that to begin with. Just that's, in general. 
Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Why wouldn't the way you're right? Why wouldn't Boba Fett have a voice modulator? Because because again, by like what thirty years after the Clone Wars, people still know, especially amongst like people like Darth Vader, what the clone sounded like. Yeah, hey, you so remember why, what those two million same guy all sounded like? Yeah, sound like that guy. They why do you sound? No one else sounds like that except you guys. Are you one of them? No, no, mate. I ain't one of them. <laughs> You you are you're hey, like a perfect one. You're an altered, aren't you? You're young now, mate. Well, look at me. Take the helmet off. You do you look like that guy, the guy from the the uh, that other movie? We know. Come on, Island of Doctor Moreau. You're the dog, right? <laughs> yeah, man. John Frankenheimer, Island Doctor of Island of Doctor Moreau reference. Yeah. Oh man, so, someone cut. got. Yeah, deep cut. Someone just uh, yelled bingo on their bingo card for weird, obscure Knights of Vader <laughs> movie references. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Those are the two. Like, like those make me angry. Like, tell me wrong. I love the Snide Snoodle song. I really do. And I there's some things like the Han shooting first, the Obi Wan Kenobi yell. But those are the two things that make me the most angry because I think those like help carve out empire's identity all the further and it's just another example of lucas trying to like homogenize star wars and make it like everything else and it's one of those things it's so easy to slip in and go oh yeah i forgot this is the greatest movie ever made and just those little moments just remind you go oh yeah the other stuff but we're, we're still in this he didn't touch yoda he didn't do anything with luke on dagobah he didn't change the carbon freezing segment you know a lot of that stuff the especially the lightsaber battle he could have done something with that he didn't most of what is loved is untouched but it's just those little things that just pulls you out for a sec and go i can't complete you know oh yeah i'm reminded this this was one thing and it changed it's not just i'm watching what i think or what happened a long time ago like i'm aware that this is different well he even did some things like one of the weirder changes is that like after like um Luke and Vader duel on Bespin and Vader's like walking, like leaving Bespin. He like walks yeah. around the corridor and he says like, get my ship. Then they change it to, and it's just that there's really not that much of like a musical sting, but then in the night, in the 2004 version, he's like, prepare my star destroyer for my arrival. Yes. And it's like, I, I we that, know no, you have one there. We know how you got here. Yeah. We knew what the ship was. But the thing about this, like, that's a change that I think kind of works, like, in the sense, like, it works. But why bother? It's like, was any, like, when Lucas was editing, or not editing, because he wasn't really, he, it's funny, Lucas, I'm not sure if it's official, but it's always been understood that Empire is Lucas's least favorite Star Wars film. Yeah, because he didn't do anything for it. He was worried about Indiana Jones or something. because everyone loves right? it. Well, it's also, <laughs> it's like, well, he was also very hands off because he didn't want to interfere with Irving Kirshner. Irving Kirshner was his was his mentor, and so he really didn't feel like like on a psychological level that he could tell his mentor what he could and could not do with the film. So he was relatively hands off with it. That's and I think that one for the next one. It's like, Give me a TV guy. I'll just tell him what to do. And that's actually what he did. Okay. Yeah. True. Zenger's Zenger, eating up this Kermit the Frog impersonation. <laughs> it's of it's getting weirder too. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I just love because I know my accents drift every now and then, but I'm just watching this one happen like in real time, so it's just awesome. Oh, <laughs> and Russ is playing it's, into it's it. Skidding. I'm definitely not turning into the skit at this point. <laughs> I want on record, folks. If you want to be in the Knights of Vader podcast, you need to have uh, a microphone, a a semi introductory level of Star Wars knowledge, and you have to do at least one George Lucas impersonation. Those are the rules now, too. <laughs> 
You're not allowed on unless you do a George Lucas impersonation throughout the episode. And that's a and that's definitely a vague category of what counts as an impression. Because apparently, just doing Ray Romano works. <laughs> it's like poetry, it rhymes. Um, okay, folks, for you who had uh, Ray, Ray Romano on your Knights of Vader tangent <laughs> card, please step up and claim your prize. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. So we, so if we do Return of the Jedi, why didn't they just put that Luke lightsaber scene in? It's super cool. That okay. right. it's I'm, been a good one. I'm gonna say something before we do Return of the Jedi. I am putting a um, um, a torrent I'm putting a you don't talk about it to the snoodles, the Jedi Rock. We we get it. We've already discussed it. We can move on to other stuff. That's fine. All right, we'll um, make up for that lack of discussion again. We're going to insert the entire like Lappy Neck song right here. Oh, let's So I, I'm just saying we've already discussed it. It's a thing we all know we hate it. Moving on. So what's the second thing you hate the most in this? Oh, I okay. I want to go first because I actually my complaint is something that Lucas didn't change. I'm gonna throw everybody a curveball. Is that uh, Boba Fett uh, flying around and Luke not kicking that guy? No, not that. <laughs> no, not that. No, there's two. I noticed this. I've noticed this for a while, but it really didn't genuinely start to piss me off until as I was rewatching this for my marathon the other day. That there's two shots in this where the sh shots of Boba Fett are flipped, and his antenna is or his rangefinder is on the left side of his helmet and not the right side. You know what? Thinking about it, this is totally a Zach thing to complain about. So this is okay. this is on brand. Because Lucas has spent so much, it caught accordingly rumors and whatnot. Lucas spent a million dollars on the Jedi Rock sequence, yet wow. he could not fix a shot of the rangefinder. It's not even like it's wrong. It's that when they were editing it, is they it picked the. Is it the scene where he's uh, flirting with the girl? Which were you no, like? Uh -oh. No, this, it's in the original like 1983 cut too. What okay. that's what makes me so angry is that he's had he's had like three opportunities to fix it and he's deliberately not. Like if you go look at like the original like at the end of Empire when they're about to like activate the tractor beam on the Super Star Destroyer to capture capture the Millennium Falcon, Invader's talking to um, Admiral Piet and 
right? Admiral Piet, whatever, yeah. the Admiral. And the the badges, the Imperial like uh, rank badges, are on the wrong side of the uniform. But for the <laughs> special editions, they put them on the right side of the uniform. I'm sorry, the left side, the correct side of the uniform. Wow. Yet. In Return of the Jedi, there are two shots of Boba Fett with his rangefinder on the left side of his helmet and not the right. And I'm like, you've edited these films on four separate occasions now. 1983, 97, 2004, and 2011. And not once did somebody say, huh, maybe we should change this. This is the same guy that had Tamora Morrison redub Boba Fett. Had all of this, yet we could not fix a shot that you can literally fix in like MS Paint. You fool, that was the Mandalorian coming soon to Disney Plus. <laughs> Makes me angry. It's an origin folks. story. It's an origin story behind why the helmet rangefinder's in the wrong spot. Yeah. <laughs> Different guy. Perfect. Two guys. So Boba Fett's never dead. It was his long lost brother who died. Yeah. Can't say that because there's a ton of clones that are running around. So they're always <laughs> long lost brothers. Oh my brain. What uh, if the first line we hear from the Mandalorian is uh is the guy from Game of right. Thrones? With an Aussie, uh, this will begin to make things right. And you're like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Not like this! <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to, other than Lopinac, I'm trying to think of what problems I Are would have. Are you with, kidding I, me? I, 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 with Return <laughs> of the Jedi. Are you with, kidding me right now? There's a lot of low hanging. I know there's, the, the, I'd say the Ewoks blinking really took me out of it uh, on the Blu ray, but that's. Just that's a smaller one. Well, what do you got? Well, what, what's the one that's really egregious? Aiden, goddamn Christensen oh. being in there. Oh, God, yes. freaking dang it! Why did why why what the, what the? That was it. That and that's the final. That's the final dagger. Also, I don't. That's never been shown theatrically. That's just Blu-ray, right? Because I saw. Not, I saw that. Yeah, you. You were the one of the few people who probably seen it in a theater, and you got to go. Okay, Who this man? But I'm, I'm going to. I'm gonna convince a local theater to run all these, just so I can sit in the theater, stand up at that <laughs> scene, and yell, "Bull! I'm walking out." Yeah, why didn't they just CG him when they took the helmet off? You're going to take Sebastian Stan or Shaw off out of there. But, yeah, why, he's great. They, they should have just kept him. Kobe as, um, as uh, I can't remember his name yeah, right now. Yeah, and Owen McGregor. And why not have, the, why not <laughs> why have not CG him? Yoda in there? Why not yeah, throw Gwygon in there? And, uh, everybody. Why not throw Padme? <laughs> yeah, Padme's <laughs> winking. Huh? <laughs> Dexter Jetster could put six head in and waves. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the the Ronto? You can have all kind of stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. Why the Why? Wampa, the Wampa's arm that gets cut Django's off? Django's head floats in frame. <laughs> Django out, and he's out. <laughs> I like to imagine that's kind of like the Simpsons. Was it Mr. Sparkle? He's like his head floats yeah. in, just starts like <laughs> yelling and flies away. And a bunch of hands, just a bunch. Of, it could be Dooku's hands. It could be one of the leg floats through. There's lots of hands. The walrus man's arm. <laughs> this is some art. This is an art project. Every limb, these <laughs> waving goodbye to Luke at the end. Mr. Jango. Are they gonna have a? Is Rise of Skywalker gonna have a scene where Ray's looking over and like that happens? Where like all the, all these things, the Raftar tentacles are waving to her, and Han's <laughs> there, everything's there. Han had a giant hole in his chest. You can actually see through the middle of Han. <laughs> <laughs> and he does the thing in front of the bunker. Where he's like, "Hey, what are you gonna do?" <laughs> 
Okay, speak, okay, last uh, Rise of Skywalker tangent for a second. Did you hear the latest rumor for what's going to happen in the Rise of Skywalker? Are you talking with, about with Luke? Oh. oh. Get, okay, there's a rumor going around right now that there's going to be a moment in this that it's going to be apparently when Kylo Ren and Rey are confronting Matt Smith, Emperor Palpatine. And Luke Skywalker is going to show up as a Force Ghost, as what Lucas originally wanted to do during Return of the Jedi with the duel oh, between. The yeah, yeah, the ghost would be there, and there's going to be a moment where Rey is going to be pulling the pulling her lightsaber, the or the, the Skywalker lightsaber, and she's going to be pulling it kind of like what Kylo Ren does in the Force Awakens, and it's going to fly past her, and uh. Luke's at, and Luke's going to grab it, and he's going to fa- manifest himself in in physical form. There's oh, a rumor shit. going around. That's what they're I going don't to think do. That's going to happen. Sorry, I have a bad call. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't know. I, I think there's more chance of Ray waving goodbye to like I don't know, like the dead. <laughs> about his severed limbs. From yeah, it's one of those one of those veer mocks from uh, the what's her face's uh, temple, Maz's temple, or something will be there. I, that's more more likely than that. I don't I don't see the full on ghost thing. I'm nervous about some of those leaks. I hope a lot aren't true. Just like Luke's hand with the lightsaber in the beginning, and I hope they don't use that where they've cloned <gasps> Luke's hand to be Ray. Like that's why we're we're bringing Billy D back, and that Luke's hand was in Bespin, and that's what Ray. That's how Ray's a Skywalker. We clone the hand. I just. No, There's we already two- established how Ray's a clone. Uh, Palpatine pricked Vader with like, 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 like a, like a what zanger, a, a, a pin. All of a sudden, yep. he's, just going, he's just walking around like pr- trying to prick Vader. It's like, what are you doing, Palpatine? Well, no, the funnier thing is, like, someone points out, you, you do know he got like a ton of his dead skin. We have to like take that suit off of him. You could have just done it then. We inject him constantly with stuff. Get like uh, one of those like little hand filters you use to clean a fish tank, and they clean that thing he was floating in row one out of, and then like, all, <laughs> all little bits float around in there. And it, they, they have back. a droid that's just swimming in there that does that. It's one of those lava droids. He just puts on a different attachment. He floats in and you know, goes or whatever they say in there. Oh, even in those epic lava fighting battle, you have to have goofy droids flying around. But that was just what he wanted. I, I, I don't want to say seem like I'm coming off hard because we're talking about changes too. Of course, beloved movies. I wouldn't be talking about any of these yeah. if I didn't love all of Star Wars. I am not a hater, despite just getting on some changes over the years. But I, I legitimately, in the in in some kind of way, love every Star Wars movie. Uh, I won't say that there's any of them that I hate. I will say that. That's where I'm coming from. I mean, there's one I hate. And I I met my wife in 2002, and it was the summer of Attack of the Clones, and that's all we Terrible did. Summer. Go see it. <laughs> we were we were young bucks, and we were doing our thing and going there and just hearing that seismic explosion while we were uh, just having fun back a long time ago. But yeah, I, even that movie, away. even that movie, it's hard to. It, I know, I know. So I have the rose tinted glasses <laughs> for that one because it just takes me back. That's all. Oh uh, yeah, Star Wars nonsense. So, I like to imagine at the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker is going to be like an episode of Teletubbies, all the limbs waving goodbye. Bye-bye. Oh, and and the bottom half of um, bottom half of um, Darth Maul. Yeah, we'll be there and the too. Top, and the top half too, but it's separate. Just like separate. Part of top half. <laughs> He's trying to. Let's do one of those like Russian dances where they're kicking the legs. Like, hey, hey, it's all I got. <laughs> Or it floats over to him, he becomes one again, and he just like bows, like yeah. Everyone gets like a little sign off, you know. Like, oh, what if they'll do an end game thing where at the end everyone gets a little shot where they like, you know. Like, we, we, 
or it's like an eighties movie where they're like they're playing the music and they do a freeze frame on Finn, and you know, Finn went on to to, to, to die in an alcohol related <laughs> shipping accident. That's fault. <laughs> like they did that. George Lucas did that in uh in American Graffiti. Oh yeah. Well, the first thing you see, you're like, oh, that cool guy who beat uh, Han Solo in the car race. I'm like, he was killed by a drunk driver two years later. It's like, why? What? <laughs> he was cool. I mean, so, he was hitting on a 14-year-old girl, but he was cool. <laughs> so I want to point this out real quick before that conversation goes any further. Um, so the ending celebration. Yup, nub. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. So what's everyone's thoughts on that and the numerous iterations to that of Adding scenes such as Naboo, Coruscant, the Jedi temples at Coruscant. This has been, yeah, Tatooine yeah. again. And that's it. But I think at the time you still thought that that was it. You were going to get the, the prequels and you were going to get that. And that is the end of Star Wars. So I give it to him to be like, all right, you know, I just want to wrap this whole thing. It's the very end. Show two seconds of these planets. I went through all this trouble to create. It would be funny if they throw Camino in there later. Why? Uh, for no reason. Llama <laughs> <laughs> Sioux waves to you as well. <laughs> and the flying fish dragons come out. They show like a bunch of like space with like space debris. And it says Alderaan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a little Marvin the Martian sign comes up. And he's like, <laughs> Has an arrow. It says all around. It's pointing down. And they showed just one shot of the holiday special, uh, Kazoo Kashyyyk. Yeah, now you're speaking my language. Son. And just Mala looks up and you're like, Yeah, all right, she's okay. Yeah, yeah Kazoo is there. Be, yes, yeah. B. Arthur's at the end of the Rise of Skywalker is a Force Ghost, but she's actually just B. Arthur. She's not the kid. She's not Akmina. She's just there. What am I doing here? For some reason, she sounds just like Palpatine. What? <laughs> Where's my paycheck? Where's Rue McClanahan? I want him. Where's my horseshoes? I'm still doing Golden Girls jokes. <laughs> Betty White isn't here yet. What did she do? What devil does she sell her soul to? That witch is out being nice to people again. Ugh. There should be a series, on, like a web series of uh, Force Ghost B. Arthur, but she talks just like Palpatine. <laughs> just like actual Palpatine or how we all imagine Palpatine speaks which is the Seth MacFarlane version it what is if mostly Snoke longer. she could be Snoke <laughs> there we go <laughs> there we go she that's got more like it stretched out at Jabba's palace she was on Tatooine and they tortured her <laughs> they stretched her and they, they set her set her on fire she was on fire because she was being tortured in the sail, in the sail barge and right. she got burned up in it fell in the sand Boba Fett Oh, Dengar saved her on the way to save uh, uh, Boba. There we go. So, no one had a problem with the um, with the Sarlacc. Ooh, that's a weird one too. It turns into a bird, and it's always just <laughs> it's got a beak. A... It's got a beak. <laughs> it makes well, it sound even weirder when Lando's freaking out about it. It was way more intimidating, and it was just these unfazed tentacles coming out. Now it looks like he's in Little Shop of Horrors all of a sudden. That's exactly what I was thinking of was uh, Seymour. Not Seymour. Um, oh, my God. What's the plant's name? I should know this. Audrey, Dang, uh, too. Audrey, too. Yes, thank you. I should know that. I should know that. But one thing that's weird, too, about the Starlight Pat, like, there's another thing with, like, when Han Solo's, like, grabbing for Lando, and he originally says something. I, oh, God, I forget the exact line of dialogue. And he's like, uh, Orlando's like, I thought you were, I thought you were blind. And he's like, oh, I can see a lot better now. And they changed it again. He's like, like it's all right. Yeah, he never said he was like, it's all right, whatever. 
Yeah, it's it's like why would you change the line of dialogue? It's a good line of dialogue. There's all kind of weird little, just little pieces of dialogue that get changed for no reason, where they just they just say it differently. Oh, there's like, a I have was, a list of them in front of me. Sure. There's like a ton from A New Hope during like the space, but I mean during the where they're attacking the Death Star, like a ton of they they change this line, they change this line, they change this line. I'm like, good god, the force is strong with this one. He must be well, a, a Skywalker. <laughs> it's the Jedi. Like, wait, what is? How does Vader know? You know, my favorite changes to Return of the Jedi is that there's there's one shot of when Chewbacca is like grabbing for Han, and like on like he has like his like oh god his one paw or arm like through one of the railings on the skiff, and in 1983 there's no ropes. <laughs> Yet in 2011. They added like four ropes. And it's like, imagine how much time and effort that cost just to add a detail that nobody would notice unless they're deliberately looking for like minuscule details that no one should ever notice. Like, imagine, like, this, this is Lucas looking at that being like, you know what? I love this sequence, but you know what it needs more of? Ropes. We need to establish the ropes are here for when Luke swings off one. Ah, swing ropes. <laughs> Like, come on. Like, look at this. Like, look at this right now. Like, no ropes are right here. Yet he added ropes. It's like digitally added them. Digitally added ropes. Like, why? Like, like, like how like like was he had hankering for some like mall food court like noodles? This is the closest thing he could get to. <laughs> it's like, why? Down at like that's a chewy secret power or something almost. So like, weird. He can leave, he he leaks ropes out of his eyes. It's like twined. It looks like he's to be like binding newspapers with that or something. It's I can, very weird. I, I can just see him sitting there like editing something, and for some reason, it's on like a screen that's like looking down, and he spills noodles, and he's like, "Oh man, I got him on my god dang it! I'm gonna start doing Ray Romano if I don't watch it." Um, oh no, I I got it on my uh, screen here. It's like look, looks like there's ropes now off that thing. A Jedi's head, or it's going for Chewbacca. <laughs> you know what? Can we, can we add, put it in this kit. That's it. He's head. Can we uh, add back. ropes? Can we add ropes to this scene? And give me more noodles. Oh God, I wish I could well, remember his to... names. He could yell. I just remember Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, getting new more noodles. Long <laughs> time. Another question I have for for this is I wonder how many of these changes are like actually like George Lucas ideas and how many of them are just like the animators and like special effects people being like, what can we put in here and see if he notices this? notices it like if we changed anything? It almost seems like a case of what can I put in and get away with and actually do? I would do more if I had time, but what do I absolutely have to do? To get this out of my system I've been working on Young Indiana Jones And I've got these great, great, great special effects ideas Because everyone loved the special effects In Young Indiana Jones Which I know Zanger Did you ever go over that yet? Have you gotten to that? Or did y'all get to Crystal Skull and call we, it? We, we got to Crystal Skull and called it That's But I, Doesn't mean you do something over the summer There you go because they made movies of that, didn't they? Oof. I, I, like I said, I feel like I watched one When I was a kid in school Feel like I did, and it's like that memorable. 
Well, and I'm, my school didn't get a season to so slender, though. So. Oh, that, that was before they became trendy. Is Harrison Ford the first guy ever to have two younger of my character shows or movies made? He's have a young Han Solo and they have young Indiana Jones. Is it going to be, well, the young Jack Ryan also? Yeah. Uh, what's next? And they Blade, Blade Runner. I'm, I'm Blade Runner. Chewy. Chewy, I'm Blade Runner. Blade Runner. <laughs> Chewy. I'm Blade Runner. I don't <laughs> that one doesn't count because it's a different guy. What, are, what about a younger version of him um, the, from the uh, Air Force One? <laughs> and off my tricycle. Yeah. All right, folks. If you had Air Force One jokes <laughs> on your Knights of Vader tangent bingo card, please step up and collect your prize. If there was more than get off my plane reference, God, I would have jumped in, but there's not. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think there's. Is there another one in that movie? No, it's a solid movie other than that. <laughs> But no, going back to like Russ's point was about like bad special effects. Some of the special effects of this is like during the lightsaber duel between Vader and Luke and Jedi. In that, in the two thousand four cut, they actually made the lightsabers like worse because they lost the white like inner glow of the lightsabers, where it's just basically like a green and red red like solid beam just hitting each other. That's true, but I do feel like they improved the Obi-Wan Darth Vader one because Obi-Wan's looks really rough in the original one where it's like you're shooting blanks, old man. Your your sword is like falling apart. Like when it gets real like pathetic and sparkly. And it wasn't even really blue in uh in the in the real original one. They looked his looked more white. And you know, Vader was clearly almost pink. But they've always made Vader's darker since then, like more red than pink. Well, the reason why Obi-Wan's looks that way is because when they were shooting it, like, on set, they didn't know how to film it properly. Because they'd never done that before. So they had no idea, like, what angles to shoot it at. So when they were, like, shooting things, they were, like, shoot, like, you know, it's, like, even, like, in Star Wars movies now, they never really shoot the lightsaber, like, with it being, like, pointed directly at the lens or the camera. Because it doesn't yeah. look like anything. Basically, it's, like, a glorified, like, a glorified bash. Glorified flashlight at that point. Yeah. It's, it's, it's and that's why you, you they had to learn like how to film it at certain angles. Because I remember back like back in the day, like with Star Wars Insider, and people would ask questions like, "Oh, what happened? Like, what happens to Obi Wan's lightsaber during during the duel in A New Hope?" And like Star Wars Insider would be like answer and be like, "Oh, Vader's using a special like dark side oh, power oh. to like like manipulate Obi Wan's lightsaber, and because it's, like an older crystal from like many years earlier, it's not as powerful as like Vader." evil crystal and it's like oh whoever was writing star wars insider literally just made that all up on the spot because it's not based on anything it's just the fact it was like it was a technical issue with them filming on set because they didn't know what it would look like and po- like they wouldn't know how to like work with special effects then when they were shooting we didn't really touch upon zanger's point at the end of return of the jedi what do we think about the removal of yubnub uh, I don't, the other one's just boring. It's just, it sounds like, you know, Zamfir, Master of the Pan Flute or something's playing. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it, it, yes, the other one's silly, really, really silly. But, you know, you got to take it, man. You're already dancing around with teddy bears anyway. You got even wedges in there kind of getting in on it. Everyone's happy. The other song is just too, it almost seems more dated than the other one. Like, it sounds like it's like 70s easy listening. Perfect. I've always like it took me a while to figure out they cut that was one of those ones like Zenger was saying with like Boba Fett's voice. It took me forever to figure out they cut Yubnub out. And as I was like re-watching this a couple days ago in on the movie theater, I was like, what they've done for the special editions, like that little like flute 
composition. It's mm-hmm. not bad, like in and of itself. It's just that it's not very memorable compared to what Yub Nub is. You wouldn't dance like they're dancing to that. And but at least they get both of them to kind of hit that same crescendo at the end where it goes, uh, you know, the chorus comes in and it goes to, dun, 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 you know, it can still the same transition, but you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I'll just, think, I'll defend up dub. Yeah. Like I said, the other one, the special editions composition isn't bad. It's just not as memorable. Like if, like if we had that instead of yub nub, it'd be like, Oh, okay. Like no harm, no foul, but that we had it at one point. It's a little bit of a step right, down. Right, right. If it, if, it, if it, that had always been the way, you would have been like, yeah, that's fine. That's what Ewoks yeah, do. It's, that's it's, our it's, canon. Yeah, because like, it, it's our like post climax. Everything, like, the, the the fight is over. Nice yeah, little celebration. We burn but... the bad guy's suit, or did you know? We we'll leave the mask for forty years later for another guy to pick up. Until his uh, weird like BDSM like grand grandson decides <laughs> to like find it, and his friends decide to like worship it. They all snored all the ashes in the night to Rat. Oh, gotta get back to Endor, man. Do we take some with us? Oh dear. Yeah. That's how Palpatine gets in you. You gotta snort those ashes to Vader. That's what it is. Getting to one of the last points that I think uh Zenger brought up is like most hated is uh Hayden Christensen Force Ghost. And I thought it was really funny. At when I was watching this, and like I stayed through all the credits, and like one of the first like credits, I think it's it's you can go see it on your Blu-ray copy. It says Sebastian Shaw is Anakin Skywalker. And I, I I'm not joking. I literally laughed out loud. I just started laughing. I'm like, if you're going to cut him out of the movie, just cut his credit out of the movie. He's not in the movie anymore. But I know he's still there when they take the helmet yeah. off. Though. He's freaking Darth Vader. Okay, because he he kills his well, boss. His name changes. Well, his name his name changed when he before he got in the suit. All right, I'll stop texting. But yeah, his name I guess from Lucas. This is Lucas. I don't know how much I agree with this, but you know, I have an action figure of just Hayden Christensen straight up, and it just says Darth Vader from that Revenge of the Sith uh, at the end after the naming thing. So that whole naming semantic that is weird with him. That it's like, well, no, he's Anakin Skywalker again because he he threw his boss down a hole, and now he's good. And uh, no, how about no being one of the worst additions too? No, well, you didn't need to say it. And it was a weird callback at that point too. We're like, oh, you're calling back the thing every the one thing we didn't like. Well, if he just you're gonna said, call like, that back. No, like, like if it was just the yes. no. Yeah, no. Just, just, that's it. The no, it's the no. No. Is that, is Lucas that saw that he saw that best cry ever guy. Oh, I wish I had best cry ever. I would just put that there. Because it's all, it's very close to that. No, I don't have no. I'm sorry. But I'm <laughs> sure you're going to put it in right here. Bingo. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> Oh man, so funny, so topical. <laughs> but it's okay. That's I remember when the no. Th- I remember like right before the Blu-rays came out, that leaked online, and people were like, "Oh, like someone's like doing a joke." And Lucasfilm had to put out a. Pre- I'm not joking. You can go find it. Lucasfilm had to put out a press release saying, "Yes, this is indeed factual. We, this is not like a fan edit." And everyone's like, "Oh no." 
Because, like, I have to wonder, because everybody's seen that picture of Lucas on the set of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull wearing the Han Shot First t-shirt. And you have to wonder, like you were saying, Russ, everybody disliked the no from Revenge of the Sith. Did he include that in Return of the Jedi as an FU to the fans? As an explicit FU. Because it's not, no one ever, no one has once said, I have a problem with the end of Return of the Jedi at all. He didn't change hardly any lightsaber combat besides lightening up the lightsabers. He trusted what he had. I don't know why. Yeah, he's like, that's Vader's thing now because he's, he's remembers. He's no, no, not again, man. He's having flashbacks. It's 70s again. Having flashbacks to Clone Wars, man. Taking me back to Old Man Trell, man. It was very fast, very dangerous. Ah, <laughs> nest of gun darks. <laughs> we don't, don't. That's a reference. That's a reference. But at least it's a Star Wars reference, so it's not on the Knights of Vader tangent bingo card. No, it's on the little... very rarely, never dusted off Knights of Vader actually covering something, covering something Star Wars related for an entire episode. On topic. Yes, an, an on topic bingo card, which is never used. They must have heard about your little maneuver at the Battle of Tanev. <laughs> <laughs> if they would have changed that, then we would have rioted. But they they kept Lando pure. I don't think they changed any Lando at all. But no, didn't they change a little bit of something he does in Empire Strikes Back when he's like telling the entire city to like evacuate? Oh, maybe. There's like there's like yeah. one thing like they cha- I don't know. They might not have changed oh, any no. of his lines. But they changed maybe like the scenery or the scenes. I want to say they added a little. Like, they gave us like one percent more Lobot, maybe too, doing something. I know he always woke up, but I don't know. You're right. There is something a little bit extra Cloud City, but doesn't definitely doesn't take away from anything. It's not jarring. Going back to the the ending of with, with Force Ghost hating Christensen, and I think this is a weird thing that they've actually started to like brainwash and condition the fans into making this like understanding this. And I know part of this is to blame is a uh, cowboy hat man, and he's I, I know he said it numerous times and he defends it. It makes no sense to me. He's like, oh, Force Ghost hating Christensen makes perfect sense because Anakin's found redemption at this time, and I'm like, yeah, Anakin found redemption. And- it in Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, like, it was fine the way it was. Well, because no, but it's it's the logic they keep using, or the the antithesis to logic. They're like they're saying, oh, it makes sense for it to be Hayden Christensen because that's what Anakin was like when he was pure. I'm like, no, that's the Anakin that murdered children. And that's Tuskins. not. The, he yeah. should have made him Jake Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> But no, present Jake Lloyd because he could use a check, and we feel bad for him. We do. I know. I listen to your what are you, you're a fan of Matt Menace uh, twenty year uh, episode, and yeah, like you know, I, that would never happen. Disney doesn't give some money to Jake Lloyd. All right, Star Wars ruined his life. Do you want the same thing to happen to Kelly Marie, Marie Tran? You need to. You need to work on this. I have a great vision. It's just like they, like they can't get Jake. Like forget like paying Jake Lloyd. They can't get him to sit still long enough in the studio. So you have to like film him candidly, like walking up and down like Los Angeles streets, and that's his force go to the end of episode nine. It's just him like pacing around. It's like weird like B roll, but it's just like tinted blue and weirdly like superimposed. To the shot, and like just, a bad like Ricky's Halloween like Vader costume on with just, just <laughs> ass with a tie in the back that's on top of his head though, so you see his face. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
I've never understood the logic of them being like, oh, it makes sense for Hayden Christensen, like narratively, canon, like canon wise. Because no, it doesn't. That's the version of Anakin that murdered children, like wiped out like thousands of Jedi. It's I like it should be the old man that found redemption. Before. Yeah, we probably. Wow, because I, I think my response Zenger, you're was me just we're like discussing whatever. something again. No, I, I'm just saying. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm having things pop into my head. And I'm about to say, I'm like, I feel like I've said all this before, and someone's going to be like, "Oh God, he's doing it again." Well, it's a topic I, worth repeating. I just thought of one way that they could screw that scene up even more. So they go and make a young Count Dooku movie, but they take it from the perspective of him being a Jedi and that his plan was what he said to Obi-Wan, that he did want to take down the Sith. Anakin screwed it up by killing him too early. (laughs) And he is redeemed at the end. And whoever played young Christopher Lee will show up at the end too. Like I was doing stuff too. I was trying just like Vader got redeemed from the inside. Dooku was trying to do the same thing, but Anakin stopped him. So they, there you go. They got young Dooku coming. I would actually, that would actually be really cool. What you're saying is like the, the final the twist that he's actually the good guy the whole time that he was it's trying to. He he did tell he did tell Obi Wan to join him and will destroy the Sith. Maybe he wasn't lying. Interesting. I like to know the, the Force Ghost like conclusion of episode nine is gonna be like the battle sequence of Avengers Endgame. It's gonna really be every single character. Just like it doesn't matter if they're alive or dead, they're all just gonna be tinted blue, just like lined up like a yearbook photo. Rick Lee flies in. You're like, yes, yes. <laughs> He's doing something now. Finally, do something. Does anyone want just hating Christensen like um like just in the end of movies now? As a force ghost, just always appears like right before the credits. That sounds like a Tumblr that The after uh, uh, credit scene and end game, where he's just like he's the one hammering, and he looks yeah. up like, <laughs> like what? He's, he's he's also one of the people standing there as they're going past everyone at the at, at the lake scene. <laughs> just randomly in the background. He's blowing. He's I mean blowing. He's glowing blue and everything. Yeah. Too. Oh, it looks like that worked perfectly in <laughs> uh, Mad Max. He's just one of the people. Yeah, yeah. Standing there. Yeah. When Mad Max walks away, he's 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 up there with her going up the ramp and everything. Yeah. <laughs> they did it. Oh, man. I, I do predict he will. Christ, Christensen will make some kind of appearance in. Uh, I think that's the other big, big secret. Palpatine, they gave that away at Celebration. But I think I think Hayden's has it, his ghost is going to have something to do with it. I, I still like I've said before, I think the final conclusion of this is going to be Anakin, Luke and Ray fighting Palpatine. They need they are going to have all three main heroes. Of, oh, wow. of the trilogies fight Palpatine. That's good. They have to do that because if, if the whole thing of this is tying everything together, they're going to take every main hero, and that's what they're going to do. And I think they are going to resurrect Luke Skywalker. And they almost lose, and then Obi Wan shoots him. Go, oh, I'm civilized, and he throws it down. <laughs> they will love it. Do you think? Okay, so this is the question, though. How can you go too far? With Force Ghost, because like, are they going to physically interact with? Oh wait, we've already done that. Yeah, do everything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) But like, are they going to attempt like Qui Gon Jinn too? Are they literally just going to throw like like we keep joking about this though? But like, are they going to try that? Like, are they going to try literally throwing every Force Ghost into the pot here? I could see it more being a thing of guidance, but I don't. Or that waving goodbye with all the limbs scene, like it, it, it's got to be something more we like that. that. 
where they are all they're all bickering to each other, like trying to talk to Ray or to Kylo. Uh, but I don't, I don't, if, <gasps> I don't think. Whoa, 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 whoa! Pause, pause. Are we going to get Force Ghost Kylo Ren at the end of this? Because there's, there's the rumor going around that he has. To, well, we all know he's got to sacrifice himself to redeem himself. Oh. Are we going to get Force Ghost Kylo Ren at the end of this? Wait, He'll be waving there too. We're going to get a twist that it's all them standing there and they're waving and Kylo's standing there waving and all of a sudden Force Ghost Kylo appears and he's like, wait, what? And it flashes back to show that he actually died earlier in the movie and he hasn't been there the whole time. No, oh, please don't. Oh, my brain. <laughs> that would truly be the end of the Skywalkers, though, if that happened. But you know in three years they're going to be like, but Captain Phasma was pregnant. She's alive. <laughs> she doesn't die, guys. And I, I don't. It, it's going to be sad if that does happen because, I mean, he is a villain, and even if he doesn't get redeemed, just the idea that the, the Skywalkers would truly be gone if he was gone—that would no, be it. Of the no. line. Ray's going to be a Skywalker. They're going to make. They're going to make her part of the lineage through some means. They're going to make because again, I, Rush, you said you've listened to this stupid podcast, which I don't <laughs> understand why you do, but it's the I idea that like. Actual phenomenon of people listening to this podcast. I don't get it. At this point, if I haven't disenfranchised you, I don't know what will. Here's or word, drink. <laughs> it's a super Sith vitality. Mm. <laughs> that night's of Vader flavoring. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just going to not watch the uh, holiday special ever again after that. <laughs> Have a bad day the next day. Hey, everyone that listens to all of our podcasts, Zangness, Unbelievers, uh, everyone who listens to Knights of Vader, we're all going to have a big holiday watch party coming up next full moon. It's going to be at Zanger's place, man. Bring the Kool-Aid. Flavor Aid. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, we're we actually going to use... Knights oh. of Vader Aid. Knights of Va- Vader Aid. Yeah. Knights hey, of Vader <laughs> Perfect. Oh, God. Don't drink too much of it, though. By the way, um, side note, I found out I can look at pub subs through their website on my computer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I, of course you can't Zenger, order a Zenger sandwich from them. See if they'll make it for you. Oh, man. Can I do that? Yeah, special uh, note. King Zenger, please. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. Wife. Zenger, for those in the audience who don't subscribe to the Knights of Vader Facebook group, please tell our audience what the official Zenger sandwich that's not available at KFC entails. Yeah, spelled correctly. The zinger. You need two slices of bread toasted. I never specified what bread, but I think sourdough would actually be really good. Even didn't, I- someone, didn't someone in the Facebook group say like ciabatta bread or something like Asiago ciabatta? There was sourdough. Okay, oh, and sour- then yes, yes. And then, like uh, a sourdough after loaf much, almost. Much thought Asiago ciabatta would be better. That's from Gideon. Neither, of course, two slices of bread. Toasted. Toasted is required for this. Uh, pepperoni, ham, and bacon. Swiss cheese, pickles, chips, preferably sour cream and onion, mayonnaise, and Dijonet mustard. Do you put the chips on the sandwich? You put the chips on the sandwich. That, okay. There you go. You don't have to be looked at weird for putting chips in your sandwiches, which I want to do. That is, I love it. King Zanger. Yep. Or just the Zanger. This is just yeah, Zanger. I don't that's like just Zanger the Zinger. The King Zinger is you replace the ham with a burger. Oh, then go. it's a king zinger. I've got my deli. I've got my. You deli. got your deli. They serve two sandwiches. Two, and that's two, it. Two sandwiches, and then someone's like, "Can I get a bag of chips?" Oh, you mean to put on a sandwich? It's oh, in the sandwich. Go, go, shoot. 
<laughs> we're screening. We're illegally. We're illegally screening episode four through six <laughs> original versions. Just shut up. Twenty four seven. I think we should do. We should use the Zenger Deli as a front in order to screen the copies of the unaltered original trilogy. It's it's a glorified front. It's like an old speakeasy. The screen goes back, and it's just like sports posters, and the TVs all flip to ESPN real quick. You know, we're just a sports bar, guys. Sports you know, Disney person uh, gets wind of it. Look, looks over, sees this uh, Knights of Vader mug. <laughs> What's they this? got us! Run! <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else about the original trilogy versus the unaltered? Um, when was the last time anybody actually watched the original trilogy unaltered? <sighs> I'm raises, trying hard. I've been wanting my hand. Raises my hand get... flails. Yeah, I need to get another. I've been trying to get a VCR that works for years. Oh, okay, uh, for almost I, two years. I'm going. I need to, to say, watch them again. All right, I'm going to say something. Um, it has nothing to do with this uh, conversation. But if one, if, if a person was to type in the following characters in their computing device, of the number four, the letter K, the number one, number nine, the number seven seven, and type it in. To Google or any other web browser, chances are you'll find something <laughs> that is related to maybe not this topic, but your overall love of a particular film in history. I, I just did. I just did. Uh, uh, can we wrap this up? I have um, something I need to watch really badly. No. Wait, yes, what was uh, it again? Uh, I've heard about a something. I don't know. It was uh, called 4K77. That's all I'll say. And now I, now I, I have life right now. This is wonderful. Yes, folks. Type in the number four, the letter K, the number seven, the number seven, or the following, except replace the seven seven with a eight zero, eight zero or, eight or eight three. Eight three. Hmm. And put it in eight five if you really like the Ewoks, an altered version <laughs> for Lucas bastardized them and made them look bad. They used to be great. Okay, you guys don't know. The Ewok movies were groundbreaking, and all the changes he's done to him make him look silly now. Ugh. Sindel. Mace. Whatever his name was. Yeah, they had a mace in that. That's right. This is actually great. This is, the, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, it's, this is a lot of stuff here. Very cool. I, I have no idea what you're talking about, and I do not want to be associated with any of the following things I just said. Um, I think I, I just had a stroke there for a second. Did I just say like today's winning lotto numbers or something? Yeah, I think you did. Hold on. All right. Where are they? Oh, there they are. I actually found my DVD copies again. The ones that have the blue, I mean, the laser disc copy on it. Well, so I could put that in a Blu ray player, have it try to upconvert that DVD onto a 4K, and then vomit after what I see come on the screen because it's going to be pixelated and disgusting do you uh you think you could do the same for sweet life on deck for me just unrelated <laughs> thanks all right call back type type <laughs> in the number four k s l o c d o six to eleven either one that's what you oh eight to oh eleven or just eleven there you go wonderful Absolutely delightful, folks. All right. 
So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out our Facebook group. Type in Knights of Vader in the Facebook, and you will find us there waiting for you. Where Russ is also there hanging out as well, much like Force Ghost Jim. Find us on Instagram, at KOV Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or sniper narcs, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at Cinemodities. And on the Cinemodities podcast, where we'll be talking about Dead Alive or Brain Dead, Peter Jackson's zombie masterpiece film. Uh, it's Very a gem. Much. Yes, fantastic. Does not Very get the much. attention it deserves. Absolutely. I'll have to check of, that out. And speaking of 4K releases, Peter Jackson, give me an HD cut of that film. Uh, My DVD quality is severely lacking. But yeah, and bad taste while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But Russ, thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you for showing our audience that if you do grovel enough in the Facebook group, you too can be a guest in the Knights of Vader podcast. Well, I thank you boys very much. But no, thank you very much, Zach Zinger. Uh, yeah, and check out my show, uh, The Unbelievers Podcast, uh, Paranormal Comedy Podcast. Uh, we talk about aliens and cryptids and psychics and talking mongoose and all kind of stuff. It's kind of silly paranormal stuff, but check it out. Unbelievers podcast on all the podcast things on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Yeah, thank you all very much for having me. It's been great. Zenger, when you're not doing Lord knows whatever you do, making sandwiches with hamburger meat, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Zingness podcast talking about nerdy topics every week. And what is our moment of saying, Zenger? Well, our moment of saying this week is wait a second. I'm seeing a force ghost. It's it's Yoda. And it's Obi-Wan Kenobi, and it's hating Christensen for some reason. Why is he here? You can just end it there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting for a payoff about some limbs, and like I see a bunch of arms flailing around. <laughs> just limbs everywhere. It's raining blue, blue glowing limbs. limbs. <laughs> oh, boy. All righty, folks. Good night, but not goodbye by the Hayden Christensen scene. Oh, sure, they may have tried to separate us, but what we have is too strong, it's too powerful. I mean, after all, we shared everything, you and I. I told you my deepest, darkest secrets. I shocked you with my honesty, but mostly I challenged you and made you think. And you trusted me, even though you knew you shouldn't. So we're not done, no matter what anyone says. And besides, I know what you want. You want me back. <laughs>